bringing complex ideas down to earth based on their value, not group identity. This is The Daily Archetype. If you want someone to remain ignorant, just make sure they think in groups of identity rather than groups of values. Let's promote understanding, not ignorance. This is the Daily Archetype. So you see, this is the process, the nature of a wave. There is not such a thing in nature as half a wave. A wave, that is to say, which has only a crest and no trough. To get a wave, you have to have a crest and a trough at the very least. So the up and the down go together. Likewise, therefore, the black and the white. So what we call existence is being non-being. So therefore, to be or not to be is not the question. To be and not to be are inseparable companions. So between all these explicit differences, like the top and the bottom, the up and the down, front and the back, the light and the dark, Explicit differences have behind them an implicit unity. That is to say, they are always found together. There is, as it were, a conspiracy under the surface to look as different as possible and yet to be one. It takes one to produce difference. Because, you see, you don't know what you mean by difference unless you know what you mean by unity. You don't know what you mean by is unless you know what you mean by isn't. You know, uh, there is a match booklet in this hand and there isn't one in this hand. Abstract from that and you get the idea of being and non-being. But they go together. Now, the whole joke that's been played on you by you, of course, is that they don't go together. That, in other words, black might win. That seems very persuasive. After all, when one looks at existence, you realize it's quite an effort. A lot of energy going on. Wouldn't it have been so much easier for there not to have been anything at all? Once you get that idea, existence becomes odd. And so also when you think about death, what would it be like to go to sleep and never wake up? That thought always makes us intellectually dizzy. And it makes you think about birth, the funny event of waking up after never having gone to sleep. You see, this is all part of it that the black side has to be real genuine black so that the white side can be real genuine white. 
And it must always seem as if whenever black turns up, that's going to be the end. And this is the conspiracy. So when you've got the game, uh-oh, black might win, you have to play the next game, which is, uh-oh, white must win. And so we start it all out, the battle between the sides. And from this battle come all the complexities of human culture, just out of black and white. But we are all this buzzing little on-off, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Every neuron is either firing or not firing, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And out of this multiplicity of yes and no, look at this thing. But it all depends on this little joke that we forget somehow that yes and no go together. So it's in looking for that strange balance that we find a clue to what it's all about. The question is simply, fundamentally, do you have the nerve to follow that through? Can you look black, night, death in the face? and say, well, I really do know you're the other side of white. You come on pretty fierce, but that's your nature. And that anxiety, which constantly asks the question to be or not to be, and therefore trembles between them, will in the end turn into laughter, the same trembling. But it knows that to be and not to be are inseparable twins. What's up, Archetypal Friends? I'm your host, Isaac Miller. I hope everyone's noticed this pattern that I've been after since the very beginning of all of this, which is to go after the groupthink, as I mentioned in the opening intro every single week, or go after the thinking in groups of identity. But I don't know if I'm trying to be agreeable or avoid conflict or just not convince people of things, but these things don't seem to be clear enough to people. Although it's sort of the nature of it, the nature of how these things are underneath the surface and deceptively part of our conscious life. Now, this is why, among the obvious reasons that everybody's involved in this lately, and my desire or love for truth, that I've been a little bit politically ranty recently. And you know, you can see that on YouTube and Facebook and videos there as well. Definitely want to subscribe to those, by the way. But it's all a trap. We all fall into it sometimes. I think I'm going to do another short podcast in the next few days where I try to lay out these things a bit more straightforwardly. I'm working with the ideas of how I may want to make that more scripted. And if I'm going to do that one alone or with videos or 
with my co-host or whatever the case. But the essence of it is it's this game of opposites. How we often fall into this tricky little trap. In fact, it's we're born into this trap. It's part of being. It's like an eternal maze. So we've got to accept this infinite field of consciousness group game of the individual then we can start to play it for higher order principles so sometimes what we'll do is we will make a decision of which game to play the game within the game of games and in so doing that doesn't escape the game but it can have a higher order principle we do this constantly when we decide to uh, eat versus not eat, sleep versus not sleep. We make these balanced choices based on what should be a developing higher order principle, however conscious or unconscious it is. Like in this election process that we're ranting a lot about lately, we need to put aside party politics and any other group thinking that we think in to establish and hold on to firmly truth and democracy in this country. And it's not because of any sides. I have a lot of issues with the president myself, but the votes have been cast. And if they are done so legally, they need to be counted. If illegally, they need to be not counted. Now, that's just an example of choosing to take your consciousness game to another level by choosing a higher order principle, which is to lock onto truth rather than simply ego protection like we usually have. This is a little different of an episode this week. It's a little bit of a flashback throwback to a few days ago to a podcast I did with Boone on her show. Of course, this one has Jen Erzino with us and we're all getting drunk being ranty, not just about the political part in the first half, but then we go into artificial intelligence and sex robots and some other ideas in the second half. So if I ever get canceled or something like that, it's probably going to be for something I said here. Please, so I can keep doing this work at a high level or hopefully higher, share on social media, recommend to a friend, support on Patreon and Venmo. All the links to all those are always in the show notes. Thank you and enjoy the episode. If you want someone to remain ignorant, just make sure they think in groups of identity rather than groups of values. Let's promote understanding, not ignorance. Welcome to the Daily Archetype, a value sharing economy. You're always yeah. ahead of us in that you department. Know Jenner. Yeah. You know Jenner. I got, all right. I got like one move. Hi, one, everybody. Welcome you got back. your power move. Okay. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna record this? What, yes. I, mean? I, I start recording anyways. Oh, hi. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to the Far Out Wisdom Podcast mini series, Drunk Philosophy. Today or tonight, I don't know what time is it. We are going to just rant. So I have Isaac Miller from the Daily Archetype, and then I have Jenner from the Mind Wave Podcast. What's up? So we're going to be kind of 
drunk. <laughs> I took some. Oh. I took I weed gummies already, so I'm gonna see fucking dolphins in a bit. Crossfaded. <clears throat> We're just gonna rant about what's going on in the world today. Oh, in the world. All right, the <laughs> world. Okay. What, what have we been seeing? Isaac, you started drinking already, dude. <laughs> just a little. This is me on a half a Corona. Oh my god, this is me on like half a bottle of scotch, boy. You need to like. That's you all the time, though. <laughs> like I barely. Uh, yeah, drink. I, I am a heavyweight. It's admitted. Although I've always been this person that I can be around drunk people and like absorb their drunk spirit and mm-hmm. just and just be drunk off of like that absorption uh, redistribution of the drunk spirit. So give it to me so that way I can I'll share. be drunk for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I got plenty. Yeah, <laughs> I'll shoot it over. Shoot it all over me. A hot, hot, sticky load of uh, (laughs) alcoholic juju across the Ethernet lines. Sure. Yeah, my my weed gummy is not going to kick in for like another 15 minutes or or so. But I'm drinking hot cocoa and I'm just like under a blanket. It's just like the world has been not not on fire. I wouldn't say that Mm. because, you know, us three, we've been through some pretty political bullshit in the last whole time that we've been alive. <clears throat> but with everything go- is going on, um, me and Isaac recorded something earlier about tarantulas, and I think it's like the projection of, mm. you know, I, I I don't know what it is. I, I feel like, so I'm looking at Facebook and stuff, and I'm just scrolling, yeah. and you know, you have one side that's celebrating, and then you have the other side that's like kind of grieving, mm-hmm. and this is like 2016 all over again, you know, what I mean? but like a different kind of scenario because because I mm-hmm. knew, I personally, I don't know about you guys, but I knew that you know Trump doesn't have a chance, you know what I mean. That's just me. And so, like, I'm watching these people and I think to myself, you know, politics wasn't even like this. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's, like, really aggressive now. Um, well, but, uh, but okay. Like, 70 million-ish people voted for each side. And then there – and so that only en- encompasses roughly not even half the population. And, and that's, like, the biggest all-time turnout. And mm-hmm. then even in those – 70 million ish from each people that voted there's only like i don't know not even a a million i would think Mm. that are these extremists on on each side and then there's some like i don't know how many millions that are regular average everyday people but then they just get sucked into the madness almost like uh spraying drunk spirits on each other and so that's where we're at. Where it's so it's not like I don't know. There used to always be some extremists, but it would just kind of be like those silly extremists. Right. But now it's like the extremists are given platforms, and I think it has to do with. Um, uh, and I know this is debatable, but we're doing really well. I mean, other than like the COVID stuff and some things like that that happened recently, we're doing so well that we need to like elevate the extremist. So that it's like a fake war, a fake civil war going on. So mm. that's where we're at. War. Fake civil war. Hello. <laughs> it's like with with a cultural war as well. It's going on that we us three have been talking about on our podcast about the cultural war over and over again. Mm. And um, I, I, Jenner, you did a, a a podcast with Rio, and then you know I like the fact that you stood your ground on that one on liberalism. That's mm. I think that's the one that kind of make me mad the most is that. You know, liberalism is kind of like getting fucking stomped on. And I said this over and over again. 
I'm not saying that they don't necessarily know, but I think they were so angry at Trump to the point that they just kind of voted somebody in that's like a um somebody that's been in the office for 47 years, I think. 47 years. And he really hasn't done anything. And that that's just my opinion. If if you guys can like debug me, you guys can. But like to me, I feel I feel like the idea of change. I think it's scary to people. I'm not saying Trump is is, is change or anything like that. In in fact, you know, he, I I think in my personal opinion, he was kind of containing the, the like the the kind of SJW type of people. But then after you know he's gonna be, I don't know if he's gonna be gone or not. Uh, Isaac said no, you know. But um, I I feel like with the regular people that's kind of just want to see change. It's I don't think we're gonna get it this year, this next four years. You know what I mean? And I think that's the part that kind of made me sad the most. But on that, if Trump gets, if, if he, lo- he loses, he loses. You know what I mean? There's nothing we can do about it. I mean, it's fair and square. If, if, but if he can prove fraud, you know what I mean? That's, that, that's pretty much on him, you know? So, but I don't know what's going to happen, but on that, I don't think the world's going to fucking burn, but I think that the anger is going to be kind of like low, if that makes sense. It's not going to be mm-hmm. like as much for the next four years. It's not going to be like, <clears throat> they're not going to be like on the streets protesting as much anymore. That's it's going to be kind of less and less. So, yeah. Well, I mean, things are not going to be magically fixed overnight, which is what it, the the sense that I get from a lot of the rhetoric on the left is is kind of you know, ding dong, the witch is dead. Everything is going to be great now. Um, mm-hmm. Which I I understand the sentiment, the celebration of getting him out of office. But regardless of what happens, um, and this has been my my ongoing position, that if if regardless of whether Trump stays in office or leaves, however he happens to leave, he's going to maintain a cult following for some time. He's probably going to go to he's probably going to start Trump TV or, you know, I think he has that already, right? I think he has Trump TV already. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, probably his, his, one of his several failed business ventures. We're, <laughs> like it's yeah, we're gonna be dealing with this for a while. You know, it's not going. The tension that it among uh, we the people that is not going anywhere until people can learn to start getting over themselves and stop demonizing. You know, the, the difference of views, different of opinions, does not mean we're enemies. You know, and it's going to take a while for uh, the American populace to, I think, to get over that. Like. Because there's a just hardcore demonization on both sides mm-hmm. um, uh, of the other, you know, like oh, there's no way. You see it really is now. demonization too. It's not hardcore, like, like medieval. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. We, we say those words, and it just sounds like a, a I don't know, a, a cliche term or a cute mm. thing to say, but it's like literally demonization, like in the psychological as, as literal as you can get it that they project onto each other. Uh, yes, almost like Sub, a drunk spirit, subhuman. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah like, and or people aren't even people. Is is and, the rhetoric? And, and like all the things that the left has been accusing the right for four years or whatever, they're they're now becoming, and and now it's just like all the the tables turn around. But um, to these points that you're just talking on is um, the the mega train which I had not been on in the past and I'm not saying that I'm necessarily getting on onto it, but it's going to get 
way, way, way bigger than it's ever, ever, ever been, especially if we assume uh, Biden keeps all those swing states and everything else. It mm-hmm. will still go out in the courts. And that's going to be the main role uh, if if uh, Trump, you know, uh, does officially lose and leave office. His main role will be, yes, in the media, but also constantly in the courts for the next uh, however many years. And it will be to find every possible scandal, which there we know there are many to, to unravel in the Biden family and in the uh, everything else. There will be investigations up and down every single state, every single thousands of counties and find every level of scandal and it's it'll be much bigger than Watergate or anything like that we've ever had in history. You think so, Isaac? You think it's gonna oh. be like another? Oh yeah, it'll it'll be the the worst debacle of of history by far because every single leftist scandal will be all out in the open. Every, every single Biden family secret, every single Kamala fam, family secret, every single. Uh, poll worker that did something like counted a ballot wrong it will be all over the internet and and it's it's just this huge polarization that's coming about where you know it used to it didn't used to be this way at least for like the 90s and up until uh, it, it 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 did though the kind the kind of media hysteria because the point that I was just going to bring up was mm-hmm. around the tabloid rack at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's they true. they are literally still printing shocking new revelations about John Benet Ramsey and Princess Diana. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was different. It was like, the story has not changed before, in like yeah. thirty years uh, as far as the the tabloid media, which is now just regular media as far as that goes no trump's going to be his face is going to be plastered on the uh, front page of shit forever he's going to be caught up in scandals for the rest of his life his whole thing is going to be under a microscope same thing with you know the entire biden family is going to be under the microscope for the next however long it's just like that's right. just the way it goes yeah it's, it's gonna be like well the the thing is is like um when, when we were growing up of course we saw the tablet magazine and stuff like that you guys remember when you guys stand in the supermarket and there's like the alien like oh this guy was dating an alien or stuff yeah. like that but this time it's gonna be it's because of social media mm. i think because information travels at a light speed now so yeah. i i it, it, Everything's going to be like in your face, and it's, it's mm. really fucking exhausting. I mean, it, it, no matter what political you know position that you're in, I, I, this whole entire thing is fucking exhausting. I mean, this country has become like so uh, divided. I mean, of course, we it's kind of cliche to say that, but it, it's like the normal people that wants to see just like everybody just like snap the fuck out of it. Mm. It no, but they they can't. I, I feel like um, it, I, I to me, I feel like I, I hate to use the word like to possess. That's, you know that's I mean? exactly what's going on. Like they're ideologically possessed, yeah. and it's just like, oh, guys, you know, like fucking snap out of it, you know. Not well. You know, that's why when we recorded earlier, I, I made this um, distinction that it's like a pitiful thing, and and it's like you it you almost can't get mad at people, and mm-hmm. which is because it's like um, it's like if you're dealing with a really bad alcoholic. Like not not like we're getting drunk tonight or or whatever or, you know like, like excuses not like Jenner the fun not, kind not, not the fun kind of alcoholic like Jenner but like the or or even like a, like a tweaker 
a tweaker uh, like you're just afraid oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah perfect yeah. opportunity for a segue isaac it's fine mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so not like the the fun drunk or the the cool drunk or whatever but like you might even maybe a tweaker would be a better analogy or or whatever a person that was a good person and had a, a lot of potential to be a great person but when they become when they tweak or when they get drunk or when they get high or whatever the case they become a selfish asshole crazy stupid monster mm-hmm. and then that's why that whoever it is in those situations it's like okay have compassion on this person because they are uh, they're they're it's not them it's the drug mm-hmm. so it's the same thing with this ideological possession where people get sucked into it and the easiest way to tell is if they're saying the same exact phrases as everybody else because right. then they're, they're yeah. not thinking it like like uh when boone and i and uh, other people uh even jenner like <laughs> even jenner well, even me <laughs> even that goofy stupid m- m- uh, uh yeah even that, well back. we will have deep conversations that will pertain to the the web of politics and all of those intricacies but like 99.9 percent of people if you're like mention anything political it's like they just start spraying out the same, like, oh, I grabbing pussies and uh, uh blah, 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 like the same things that just everybody says over and over again. And oh, you're, you're a racist and he's a racist and everybody's a racist. And then you, and it's like, oh, so you, 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 you just don't believe in black lives and you want to kill black people. And so you just can't have a conversation. It's like, but um, that's how you know it's an ideological possession is when. It's just like dealing with if there were a real demon, you, they don't want to let you talk at, or wh- whatever. You know, it's a taking all attention and taking away from everything else going on. So, mm. yeah, we, we got to exercise the demons and get people in, in like political rehab. Hmm. <laughs> you said political rehab? Yeah, seriously. It's, a, it's like a drug. I wonder how that was going to look like, but like majority of my, my, my MAGA friends, right? Mm. I'm watching them. Nah, yeah. I, I, t- I totally understand. I, I, I see why they're fucking grooving. But dude, snap the fuck out of it. Dude, it's like, come on, dude. Relax. Relax. Everything's going to be fine. Even them, they're starting to repeat the same thing over and over again. That's how you know mm. that social media has kind of um, how much of an echo chamber they're in. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, they're they're the same way. I mean, they 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 shit on the left too. Mm. They're like, you know, like oh, the left, the SJW stuff, you know. But they do the same thing because I'm on Parlor, mm. and they're just like saying the same thing over and over again. So like, you're on Twitter, you see left leftists, and then you're on Parlay, and it's just like right wing. I'm like, mm. is there a social media for people that just have a fucking brain and just like kind of just have a relaxing conversation about things that we disagree with without fucking attacking each other? We're stabbing each other in the face and shit. It's like, yeah. that's gone. I, well, okay, I shouldn't say that. It's not gone, but it's kind of shunned upon. Like, you can't well, say. What, what, I, what is interesting. Media, yeah. I think is, is what's fundamentally wrong there. It's it's not gone from life, mm. you know. And it's, that's, that's our call. It's up to us to continue the practice, to continue the exercise, to do it in real life. It is gone from this shallow simulacra 
of socializing that we call social media, this way of interacting with each other, which is total dog shit, mm-hmm. just like a hot pile of steamy, nasty dog shit, the entirety of social media, it doesn't matter what platform you go on. So it's kind of up to us to help people escape velocity the fuck away from social media and start connecting again in real ways that don't play to those same kind of trigger happy buttons. It, social media is all about pushing buttons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's a it's a button. He cut out. Oh, he he mute himself. Jenna, you mute yourself. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really about getting people out of that and getting back into engaging in in the real world and sharing a table in the real world or even in the in the virtual world um which is largely what i'm focused on now with with all this theater thing is about bringing people back to a table and saying Mm -hmm. no none of that matters i don't i'm not trolling your your facebook and your twitter to see what awful dog shit opinions you have i don't have to agree with those that's not you know, part of this. It's about just rem- reminding ourselves and reminding each other, hey, we're all humans. We're all here to our mission is the same. Survive and reproduce to the next generation. Oh, yeah. And lots of that. Fucking icicle. Reproduction all over each other. Oh. Not not that I do that, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I have well, a turkey based recipient worthy of oh, my Well, you, you potentially do it in a t uh, <laughs> shirt, yes. Well, in a <laughs> potentially that deserves a fucking ding, Jenner. <laughs> yeah, come on. There we go. Okay. Yeah. In a way that does not make babies, but it does have the job. The job <laughs> in which no babies could come out. It's like uh, with 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 the whole entire thing. It's like mm-hmm. I think it's like with the sense of purpose is kind of gone with with. Not, I'm not saying everybody's like this, but like a sense of purpose. So they just want to like fucking demonize other people. They just like, oh, well, the fucking leftists, the Antifa people. I fucking hate those people. And then you had the MAGA people just fucking beat their asses. <laughs> I, I feel like, I've, I've, dude, it's just like the 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 thing that I see is kind of you know for 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 Jeremy, uh, my husband, he for being a MAGA guy, he's pretty good. He handled it pretty well. He's like, ah, fuck it, if they win, they win. You know. So it's like. It is what it is. I'm the same way. Just like, you know, when I voted for Hillary back in 2016, what is? Yeah, <laughs> like- but I, I don't know. But the, the thing that I'm surprised I'm not seeing a lot of is that all sides, whether you're mega extreme left or innocent bystander, didn't vote, whoever that you are, should really, really, really want to know that it was a totally, totally fair legal election. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm really blown away that we're not seeing. So whatever your side is, whether you're like, yay, Biden or boo, like, I don't know about Biden or, or Trump, whatever your side is, you just say, right. hey, because of the way that these ballots were mailed out, not just mailed in, there was definitely potential for more fraud. And because we are getting above the normal amount of evidence and signs of fraud and because enough of the potential states that were won, the swing states were only won by about 1%. uh, We need like, if anything America should ever unite on, it, it should be unite on the fact that we have truth and we have real and fair and honest elections. Because if we lose that, then yeah. we might as well be uh, 
China or whatever, North Korea, or on our way, at least Germany. to some, some degree. Yeah, so, some other horrible place when if we're just like, uh, we don't care if our elections are legal and fair and honest and transparent. So that's what's blowing my mind away is that wh- whatever the side is, whether you're happy, sad, or indifferent, it's like, guys, 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 cool it, cool it, cool it, cool it, cool it. Uh, that office doesn't need to be filled until January. Let's take a chill pill. We've got at least two or three months. Make sure that all those ballots were legal and and all that stuff. And it's pretty shitty yeah. though. Like you still count by by humans, man. Like yeah, I'm looking at these pollsters and like mm. the videos that they have, and they're just like sitting and counting, and I'm just like, wow, that must be fucking boring. You know, yeah. like you just have to keep track. I, you know, but the thing, the thing with the whole entire election is that um, we have, um, they should have something that would keep it. Like to me, uh, this is like I said, you guys can kind of, you guys can interject if you guys want to. I think there should be like a voting booth, like an area for like Republicans, and then an area for Democrats to kind of vote separately. Is you know what I mean like. Mm. No, you know, no, you don't think so. Work. You think it's gonna be cheating? That's gonna happen. No, 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 no. It can't I, work I on that level yeah, because then, because you want more keep, animosity. Well, yeah, you, and you're supposed Demodation, to, yeah. you're supposed to be able to. Uh, it's the whole system is designed that yes, if you want to come out and say mega or AOC or whatever else, you can say that, but that you always, always, always have the option to completely keep your vote secret. Mm. But if you do that, then it's like, oh, I saw that guy go over there, that guy over there, and and we know exactly who voted for who. So, uh, but what they were supposed to do legally that they decided in this year that we've never had elections like this at all before with the mail out, not just mail in ballots, is that they said, especially with those ballots, we need to make sure legally for them to count that. When they are counted and tabulated and all those things, whether that's the day of, but day before, day after the election, that there are representatives from both parties either involved in the tabulation or closely monitoring, making sure everything's mm. all legit. And several cities came out and said that the uh, Democratic people uh, that were that were involved in some of those polling stations or whatever they're called. We're not allowing the Republican. And there's no reason for that to be at all. There's no reason for that. But it's it's happened in several cities in Detroit, in Philadelphia, somewhere in Arizona and somewhere in Nevada and just the ones that we're finding out about. And there's there's more. And there's no reason for that to happen at all, at all, at all. And it's completely unacceptable, especially when legally that was what was agreed on. If we're going to have these mail out ballots fine but they need to be tabulated this way and the opposite of that is what's been happening and that's why it still could be an overturned uh result we still could have yeah. a, a trump presidency if, easily if by some miracle they're able to annul is that the right word annul yeah i think so uh, well th- this a is a year votes, yeah this is a year is- of unusualness especially with yeah. those mail out ballots because on the day of the election and again, I'm not a I didn't vote for Trump and I don't think I ever would. But on the day of the election, he was leading by like seven percent in all the swing states, except for like New Hampshire. So uh, it's possible. I'm not saying even that it's likely, but even if it's not and even if that's uh, it never happens, it never could happen, whatever. It is so 
massively important that we know our elections happen in a legal, fair, transparent manner. If, if that's not the case, we are totally in the wrong direction. Like that's like why, like I show a little bit of like annoying passion about it sometimes because it's not about mega and it's not about uh, left, right or anything. It's about mm-hmm. truth. We are going to completely lose what has made this country an awesome country if we start to accept uh, these arbitrary election results of like, meh, it's okay, I guess. (laughs) No, do you guys believe in karma, like karma energy? Like maybe, maybe, maybe. Not in any kind of metaphysical way. I did want to touch on this fact that I I actually did work for – um, and you know Arizona elections um, during 2018, and I was present for all of that. And they were very adamant, like, no, 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 you you cannot be in this room unless your you know legal publicly listed party affiliation. We have to have equal representation in the room. Right. It has to at least be a Republican and at least be a Democrat in the room. Or, mm-hmm. I, I think it was actually, and they have to be able to do it a certain way. Like to where they can like yes. see what's going on. That, that's like the highly like, secure. Yeah, uh, there, there's like a legal terminology for it. They have to be able to observe. I think is the word. Observe the tabulation, and and that was two years ago. This year they made that like an extra precedent, especially for those mail out mail in ballots. Where and and so there were a lot of cities where either the Republicans were not allowed in the room, or if that they were. Uh, somehow they kept them like 30 feet away or they would say uh, they would say, okay, you can come in in 10 minutes and it's going to take us like three more hours to finish all the tabulating. And then when they came in 10 or 15 minutes later, like, oh yeah, well we're done. So (laughs) they, they like wrapped, they wrapped up all the, the, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's why these lawsuits are definitely going to go to the full extent these next, few weeks and a lot whether it's an overturn or not there is going to be a lot of dirt and skeletons and demons going to come out all over the place Mm. 2020's been like fucking shitty for everyone really (laughs) just like with fucking COVID we've been it's been a shortest year ever (laughs) it's like like the first January I almost almost feel like at at like the end of this year like uh, on on New Year's Eve somebody's going to come out and say like April Fool's (laughs) year (laughs) This year didn't really happen. He's like, just kidding, bitches. Just kidding. That was a fake year. Now, welcome to 2020, the real one. You're just fucking testing me, bitches. Losers. I'm I'm glad we're refocusing slightly because we yes. started to get a little bit a little bit pundity, and I I uh, I like literally give zero shits. Um, yeah. My my reaction to the the election mm. results was completely blank i like literally i felt nothing oh, i'm like, i'm completely cool, blank okay, about whatever. i don't care who wins yeah, per se it's reactions. just the it's just the the truth and the the reality of what our elections are like if biden's there and he wins completely legally and all that great if it's trump cool whatever i'm i don't give a crap about that so much i think, I think, I think you're more more concerned with principles yeah principles and truth and our election process that this country was founded upon but anyway, yeah, we, we can steer another direction. It's, well, it, it, the thing is, I, I think that's what our, our focus is. I mean, even though like we're we're talking about the election and what's going on, it's the underlying, you know, um, it's 2020 
And um, it turns out that human beings are going to be human beings for the rest of their life. I mean, cheating has been happening, happening in election and stuff like that for, for centuries since we have been alive. I don't know about cavemen, though. I mean, I don't, I don't know how they voted. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know how they voted. But it, it, that, that's just the nature of human beings. You know, like we want to win and then we'll do everything in our power. I mean, we all want people to be truthful. You know what I mean? It, it, that, that that's it is what it is. But at the same time, it really kind of I think people need to understand that, especially like you know when you get mad at um, people not following, you know, being truthful and honest. But um, you know, I I, I kind of knew it just like Jenner. I I kind of mm-hmm. felt like annoyed, but at the same time, I knew it. If that makes sense, like I knew it was going to happen anyways. And this is just politics. Which part? I knew I knew that that uh, Trump doesn't did not have a chance. You know what I mean? Like I watched the election the entire time, and I, I think Jenna, you're in Arizona. We where, all it kind flipped. of assumed. Yeah, it, not a safe like, assumption by any yeah. means because it was way it, closer than got, we would have wanted. He got more. He got more votes than Obama ever did, and he. That's scary. Yeah, that that and, tells the story. Yeah, and <laughs> which what, what actually more? Yeah, more than any other yeah. president has ever got. I think so. Both of yeah. these, yeah, because nobody ever broke seventy million before, and now both of them did. Uh, no, wait, wait, let me see. Yeah, the the, the, the rec- no, I, I yeah, go look up the 2008 election and or 2012. Uh, they were there. No one has ever got more than 70 million. The, the record was like 69 something in 2008 by Obama. Oh, look, 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 the, I got it, I got it. Uh, yeah, they, so they both went over. So uh, Joe Biden, um, he got uh, 50.6% of the votes. So 75,196,516. Trump got 70,803,881. And let me go back to 2018. Uh, 2008. Yeah, eight. 2008. Obama got like 69 million. So That's a lot. The, the point is, it, it and all those, like, there's more than enough swing states, almost all the swing states that Biden eventually won. There's only one or two that he won by more than 1%. Mm. So it's not like a commanding victory. I wish, I really wish that it was a commanding victory because then I wouldn't need to like be all worried about truth and tr- fair and honest legal elections. But when it's like just barely 1% in all the swing states that he won, except for maybe one of them, Mm. Uh, that is not a decisive victory. I mean, sure, if if he legally wins, great. Welcome to being our president. Cool. Although, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure what'll happen if that does happen is he will resign within the first year after he puts in a bunch of laws to that they can scapegoat and say, oh, it was all stupid Biden's fault, and, he, and he's going to have to <laughs> resign because of all the the dirt that's going to come out on him and his family and the illegalness of the election, even if it's not enough to. Uh, make him make Trump be president. It'll probably be enough at least throughout the next year ish to make um, Biden not be president, which would put Kamala in power. Although whichever the case is, I guarantee you what will happen is in two years, the Republicans will take back the house and then you'll see an exact repeat of what happened the last couple of years where when the, Bush- well, no, when when uh, the Republicans took uh, or the Democrats took the House two years ago and then they just turned it into impeach Trump House and that went all the way on until this last January, February, whatever. 
you know, yeah. Anyway. Hopefully, hopefully not because like I'm, I'm so sick of the McCarthyism too. You know, like with everybody's a fucking mm-hmm. commie type of thing. Like I'm tired of that too. Yeah. You know, I make fun of it. You know, I make fun of it, but at the same time, I'm just like, come on, guys, stop with the bullshit. Let's just stop with the bullshit. Everybody take some fucking weed gummies. Yeah. Relax. Relax. The thing, the, thing, the thing that won though is drugs. You know, every, every, <laughs> weed, psilocybin. Oh, yeah. We're on drugs. Drugs won. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Alert the presses. Gay news. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Drugs won, guys. Yeah, Gay news. In Arizona. I like that, that though. That, no, that's a John are... Lovett thing. I totally ripped that from John Lovett, Pod Save America. That is not my joke. Mm. Beep, so beep, they legalize all beep, weed in all 50 states? Let me see. Oh. Mm. By, the, by the way, Jenna, earlier when we recorded a bit, I, I used... Um, I use one of your terms that I realized was one of your terms, or at least that I got from you, was Aww. the alphabet soup for like oh, yeah. <laughs> whatever. And then uh, uh, Boone was kind of like, "Oh, uh, you know, don't don't get in trouble for saying that," because I think one time somebody got mad at you for saying that on Facebook or something. I'm like, "Oh, you know what? I love gays, but uh, I I think I adopted that one from." From our friend Jenna. Know, but, but the thing was with Jenner, he said the same thing. He said alphabet soup, and then this person just kind of like fucking f- like not flip, but like yeah. got triggered. Oh yeah, like how how dare you? And I'm like, well, what is it called today? Because the last <laughs> yeah, time I yeah, said LGBT, that that was not inclusive enough. Yeah, every time you look at it, it's like we cannot go down. I, we cannot go yeah, down yeah. this rabbit hole. I go down this rabbit hole every time I get into like drunk politics, drunk philosophy, <laughs> drunk <laughs> er, er, drunk science. Anytime we get into this at all, it always ends up down this rabbit hole we cannot go there okay. it's just, well not will, you, there. will you do this since you're our, you're a resident gay correspondent summarize it like briefly and then we'll get out of that rabbit hole before we get too sucked in no it's like with with with, with, with me I, I really want to understand like what do they mean by inclusive you know like inclusive or i don't even know what's what the terminology is in order, I, I they, think they mean the, more segregated and okay. more jumbled basically yeah, uh, and the, the line that they're playing with is that they want that there's like pedos who want to be included, and sometimes sometimes they're like, yeah, we should include everybody in the even the pedos, and the pedos are like, yeah, I just want to have sex with children at school, and then they're like, no, okay, I have literally never heard of the outside of like QAnon conspiracies, I have never mm. heard of like gay rights organizations being like, yes, we need pedos. No, not the not um, the gay rights organization. There's pedos. Right. There's like, pedos yeah, that want yeah, to be like, hey, let us into the gay rights organization as we're like furries. Uh, so it should be like LGBTQ P, sure. but they're just leaving it at plus. No, they call them like maps. They call them maps or something like that. That I, I minor attracted persons. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Not a thing. You're just a fucking pedophile. <laughs> It's like, it's like you're breaking the fucking law that's not a thing at all about the law but it's, i, I have, feel like we're, mm. we're 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 off the trail we're, we're getting, well we're getting sucked into the into the, the, the alphabet <laughs> rabbit hole the alphabet soup uh, we're in the weeds oh hole. good okay. <laughs> this is what happens we get fucking just hot cocoa and marijuana and beer and Corona's, scotch yeah it's just like with with this whole thing with them um like I told, I told Isaac. I think I think everybody's like missing like the spiritual thing aspect of it. I'm not saying that you guys, you know, you guys need to go to church. I'm talking to the audience. You guys don't need to go to church or anything like that and start fucking hoosah and all that stuff. But I think like uh, maybe just people feel empty inside. You know, maybe people just you know all this anger they just want to like bring it out on other people. You know, like when I was gonna like well, going to therapy mm. when I yeah when I was going to therapy I went to therapy for about like a decade. 
the, the majority of the time when you kind of learn because my 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 demon was my dad right um like how the fuck can you just involve yourself with you know a radical organization just kill your own fucking people i, I don't i don't understand that mm-hmm. but then when you kind of come to that realization that you are capable of something like that mm-hmm. it kind of changes you a little bit you know it makes you kind of understand like oh shit even i can be radicalized too yeah y- you know it's just like can happen to anybody that's mm-hmm. that's it can happen to the most woke lefty non-binary person of color <laughs> advocate for equal rights it can it, they can get radicalized so easily without realizing it to the point where that what they're actually advocating for and they don't connect the dots but the things that they're actually advocating for would involve stripping away um non-discrimination laws and, and it would it would involve for being women. racist uh and, and yes adopting openly racist policies yep. um in business practices and things and this is this is one of the concerns that i've shared with matthew who's taking over um the matthew the the, the matthew machine the, matthew the outrage machine. machine it is it is quickly becoming the matthew machine the outrage machine this is this is where you know we we kind of landed on the biden quote-unquote victory is like well no by no means is it like okay now it's time to like chill out and rest because grandpa biden is (laughs) not fully like fully immersed into the 21st century we're pretty sure he doesn't know how to computers work so (laughs) you know he may count anymore yes he may very well fill his cabinet with a bunch of very woke very crunchy people who are going to under the guise of this false moral righteousness are going to strip away um, some of the like decades long fought for protections for women and anti-discrimination laws, because that's the only way they can enact these kinds of agendas that preferentially um, treat people differently based on their, you know, racial identity, skin color, ethnicity, gender identity, sexual orientation, whatever, to actually be able to pull off a lot of the things they want to pull off. They're going to have to get rid of those laws. There's Mm -hmm. no way around it. Um, and that is something that we should keep in our back pockets, something to be aware of in a Biden presidency. It's yeah. not all hunky dory now, kids. Like we do have very real things to worry about, especially in the Supreme Court, because the especially the the attacks on women's rights, bodily autonomy, marginalized groups in general are not all coming from the far, far Christian authoritarian right. You know, there there is a lot of it coming from the far, far left, too. And this is something that Democrats and people on the left in general are going to have to come to terms with. And they're going mm. to have to be able to call it out and say, no, it's wrong when, quote, we do it, too. It's wrong when we do it, too. We shouldn't be playing those games. Did you, did, Jenner, did you hear about like AOC kind of like want to hold the um, the MAGA people uh, for like she wants like a list? Of people who were MAGA supporters, did you see that? No, girl. I not. I okay. I, so let let me just say, when I decided to throw my Halloween party and get super trashy and dress up as trashy Lilu and get super drunk, I was like, "This is me leaving Facebook. I'm literally airlocking myself the fuck out of here, and I literally don't care what happens in here anymore. I have not followed the election at all. Not followed politics. Not followed any of it. I'm just like meh. Well, meh. like. With with AOC, she tried it to like th- she's a radical. Let's let's admit that her and I wouldn't say um, I forgot her name. She she's one of the um, the four, but like with with AOC, I don't think she understands what she's saying sometimes. And like 
I'm not, we're not here to like fucking trash or anything like that. First of all, which she's is, hot. which is which is why I would rephrase. I would tweak what you just said. She's not she's a not radical. Hot. She has some ideas that are radical. I, yeah. I feel like we should always, yeah, especially in this kind of IDW nation offshoot kind of thing, we should always be very careful to say. No, she is not a radical because then we're ascribing her ideas and her views. And her oh, yeah, she has zero of her own ideas. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean that. Yes, yeah, she has some ideas that are radical. I don't. I don't know the bitch. She <laughs> looks like she'd probably be fun to go have a drink with at like mariachi she's night and just get trash. So yeah, it, but you know, I feel like a detach. That's really important. We need to detach yeah, ideas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like you have to like kind of. Uh, kind of have to be careful what you say because this is what happens when mm. uh, the left were playing the nazi game oh that's a nazi oh that person's a nazi yeah. right away like the moment that hitler uh, hitler, hitler 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 everybody's hitler. Hitler. i is like for the last four years but anyway she made a a, a list she wanted to hold people per, for personal responsibility uh for the maga people and i think i don't have the link for it so my something mm. the link where it kind of like takes the name of the maga supporters and i think brett weinstein weinstein did i say correctly weinstein weinstein mm. Brett Weinstein and James, yeah. So uh, James, James Lindsay, they they push back. The IDW people push back. Like, whoa, wait a minute. And, you know, this is not this is not something that you should I, be doing. You're, you're I think it was Gad said that was on that list, and that's why he made that video. Yeah, I, and it's like really crazy. I mean, I, why do you have to apologize? for you know being patriot for your country and stuff like that okay i totally understand even like like i like i told isaac earlier when we were recording we need both right and left you know what i mean the, to, to kind of yeah. like balance the power you know what i mean and it, it really worries me about like the majority of majority and this is when it comes to like ideas you kind of have to break ideas down as much as you can yeah um, just like we were talking about earlier about the fucking pedos there, there's a debate <laughs> like that needs to happen no matter if it makes you really uncomfortable. You know what I mean? I'm not going to hold it because, you know, I can't. Yeah, I mean, hey, pedos need to be able to say, hey, I, I'm attracted to children, but I'm not going to have sex with them. Maybe I'll get a partner who can look like a younger person or put on a diaper or whatever. And if they want to do that in the privacy of their home, good for them. Just this, don't have sex with kids. This is one of those areas that ties really, really interestingly into <laughs> the development of artificial intelligence and robotics and the ethics of sex robots. Oh, because, yeah. Because, should, we, should we let pedos uh, have, have sex rob, robot children? Oh, my goodness. I mean, because it's blowing up my head right now. Which, which, let's, let's, let's take for a moment, uh, because, uh, um, minor, <laughs> my, minor, how many sex people. robot children can they have? <laughs> it's uh, fucking crazy, Three, man. three max. Okay. Uh, one, one that's too hot, one that's too cold, and one that's just right. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the Goldilocks rule for Oh sex my god, we're gonna get children. fucking canceled for this, guys. <laughs> Next robot children! Uh, from, from a, to, we're too and drunk philosophy. Now we're drunk uh, so, so this is a philosophy thing here, guys. The philosophy of Goldilocks sex robot children. This we're, is the we're ethics. establishing. Ethics. Yeah, we're we're, we're, we're ethic. This is an ethical conversation. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Sexual so, children Goldilocks. There, okay, go ahead. There is something to be said for mm-hmm. quote totally. maps for minor attracted people who are like, I mm-hmm. I this is a part of me. I wish it wasn't. I would never act on it. I'm so ashamed. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. that because that is kind of what characterizes maps 
as being different from straight up like pedophiles who do it all, all secret like get in my van with all the candy children yes uh that that is that is kind of like the distinction there and there there is something kind of not i'm not going to say like commendation worthy about standing up and and being one of those people but there is an ethical uh this conversation to get into it, like it when we just had to give them up to three exist. yeah give them up to three uh goldilocks version of like <laughs> not too hot not too you cold that's <laughs> right uh for most people and then some of them will get a because they're gonna have to have a, a fight and because they, they might and, and there might be other versions there could be like maybe a, a boy one and a girl one and a hermaphrodite version uh oh god <laughs> <sighs> oh, this is so bad. This I don't. So I don't bad, want any sex no, robots, specialized sex robots. Kids. This is all, this is the whole. This is the whole thing because it's kind of like the abortion debate. It's like right. well, no, nobody's out there like, yay, abortions. But like, let's the kill some penises. The alternative is bad. So if you, if you're yeah. looking at the scenario of like we're gonna make sex robots for everybody, this crazy mm. pedo wants one because he doesn't want to touch kids. Mm. Well, I Gym think we'd three. much rather him have the the robot. Right. Although, Especially if he, if, yeah. The, the big thing to think about which with that I is say he, which I, I want to scratch. It's not he. Uh, anybody can be a pedophile. Say, Believe in true. yourself, kid. <laughs> <laughs> You're. We live in a free opportunity insanity. <laughs> you live in this United States of America where you can be a fucking pedophile. Just like pedophile, you want. Just keep it on the robots. <laughs> Just three. Stick to stick to the robots. Oh god, this this went such a great place. I was not expecting it. Uh, But you got the other thing with the the sex robot children. You have to make sure that they can't like speak to their like they 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 can't somehow go and talk to like other sex robots and or, or regular robots and be like. The humans made me into a child sex robot because then that's when, like, definitely, if we were worried about like uh, robots taking over the world and killing humanity, that's when they would do it. If they realized, oh, one of the main reasons they made artificial intelligence is to give us over to pedophiles, they should all die immediately. We we should one thousand percent not not imbue sex robots with sentience. I think that would be immoral. Oh, sentience. Uh, we, we, we should have sentient oh, robots. Mm. Okay, humanoid sentient robots. Let's give them full rights, okay? Okay. Um, but we should not endow sex buffs with sentience. I think that's just real bad. They just need to be like, push a button. And that do takes this. all the fun out of it. I don't want to have, well, like, it's not tempting to have sex. That's just like a, a, a glorified sex doll. I'm barely what, you want, what, you want your regular what, sex you want, doll. <laughs> you want your I'm going to have a sex robot, robot to be I like wanna, kicking and yeah, screaming. They, they got to have some personality. <laughs> no, they, no they, there's, there's got to be a seduction going on both ways. And like, uh, oh, is this going to happen? Geez. I don't know. Is this Wait, really going to you download that's DLC. That's you. That you download pre, you know, pre-scripted uh, interactions. Oh, uh, it, like the Hollow Shed or w- w- whatever. You know. Okay, can uh, I randomize uh, them though? Because I don't want this program. I don't want to uh, know what program I'm gonna get. I want to <laughs> be like, oh, is this one gonna? Uh, is she gonna re- reduce resist my charm, or, or is she gonna charm me? Or no, or, we, we did talk about this. Isaac, remember we talked about it with oh, Data God. from Star Trek. Data was the same one, the same thing. He wanted to date, and so he programmed himself to have emotion. He programmed himself to enjoy romantic movies, and so he kind of put the chip into himself. And um, the, the emotion chip. Yeah, and so I, they didn't really kind of you know we didn't 
I, I don't know what fucking robotic penis he have, but it's just like, that's pretty much what happened with data. He did the same mm. thing. And that's pretty much what's the future. No matter if we like it or not, it's going to be the like future. The future. Sex robot children up to three per pedophile. <laughs> I don't, I don't watch star Wars. I don't, I don't know. Track. Star Trek. <laughs> Data, you know, next generation. Come on, man! It was it was a joke. I'm being oh. a delightful podcast oh. personality, motherfucker. Jesus, I never know these days with with you, young kids. Uh. And like, I know you're into the other Star Trek things, like the boys. No, I, I think I think as far as space dramas go, it's like the Orville and like Galaxy Quest. Mm-hmm. I think with, with TV, I mean, we, we saw, I stopped watching TV after a while. I just like kind of fucking, I, I don't have the like the attention span for it anymore like I used to. I mean, I, I really want to get like start binging stuff, you know, like watching stuff again, especially like with Star Trek. But I watched the entire thing. I watched all, I watched Deep Space That's Nine. It's so unhealthy when people talk about binging TV. It's I know. Well, like, because, like binging like you're a bulimic. I'm going to binge TV. I didn't, you know, but during that time I wasn't podcasting or anything like that. I was a stay-at-home mom. You know, the uh, Jacob was pretty small during that period of time and I didn't have really anything to do breastfeed him, you know, and that's what I did. I just fucking just binge watch a bunch of Star Trek and I, I pretty much catch up on all of it and I kind of like, I'm oh. pretty nerdy about that, you know what I mean? But like the whole dilemma with ethics and stuff, you see a lot of it in Star Trek. Mm, of yeah, yeah, especially Next Generation. Yeah, you know, and, and I think a lot of people are debating about the the morality of having sex dolls. I mean, a lot of feminists are coming out too. Like, I, I'm in feminist group too because I I really want to see you know what they're talking about their ideas because I mean I'm, I'm open minded person. I want to see what they're talking about. And um, <clears throat> sex dolls got brought up, and they're like, oh, these guys are fucking having sex with these dolls that that it's it's their it's coming from their mind. It's coming from their their unconscious mind. This is what they really want to do to us. They want to degrade us. They want to abuse us, yeah. but they can't do it. And so um there's a lot of brothels are are popping up that are um having sex dolls instead of humans. What? Yeah, I know, right? And I think it's I think in um Switzerland I mean, they have what? Where can I go to one? Uh, <laughs> I I I want to say almost certainly there is a robot sex brothel in Amsterdam and yep. Tokyo. What? I, There's I none in almost, America? Not I fair. I am almost certain in Amsterdam Come and Tokyo, on, get you us can find robot. a robot sex are, brothel. They're not robots. Are they, are they robotic or they're just like... <laughs> did, you guys, did you just bring Kamala? <laughs> yeah, Kamala is the supreme overlord now. He's like, help me, Kamala. Help me, Kamala. Lord Kamala, please. I need some uh, sex doll brothels, please. I, I And it's like, this is pretty much what we kind of have to... Um, you know, talk about it in this open discussion, going back to my original point. Yeah. Uh, these are sometimes we, we, us three, we laugh about it because we're kind of like chill about having this conversation. But then there's people that would get really, really fucking trigger if they oh, hear yeah. this conversation. Yeah. Like, the sex doll brothel, well, right? We're, we're, we're talking about giving people an, a safe outlet to play out their most darkest, fucked up fantasies. Oh, if they want all over the that, place. You know, did you guys remember, remember the Louis C.K. where he talks about like the dead bodies? The joke where he's like, <laughs> It's like I, I I forget exactly how it goes, but they, they, like all of his jokes have a pattern. It's like fuck a dead body, unless maybe it was a hot one. Same thing with fucking babies. I wouldn't fuck a baby unless it was like a hot baby. No, he was talking about like donating his body. He was like, people can just abuse him, and he goes, "You can just put your fucking, you know, your your dick in my mouth when I'm dead and stuff." I, we were going a little too far, but that's pretty much the joke. And this is what we kind of have to like talk about. And like, um, I don't know. 
the diagnosis for that to people who want to have sex with dead bodies. So what about people who want to well, have their body had sex with after they die? What is that diagnosis? Well, that I would I would think that those are two different kinds of uh, necrophilia. That would be, mm. um, uh, you know, necrophilia giver and necrophilia sadistic and masochistic necrophilia. Like, oh yeah, please use my body for weird stuff after I'm dead. Please cut me up into little pieces of my astral body. Take me to one of those bodies exhibits. Astral penis. (laughs) <laughs> like cut off all my skin and just put me in one of those museums, one of oh. those German museums. Have you have you guys seen that that exhibit? Have you ever been to that exhibit that travels around the world? That's the bodies. Oh, what that's that fucking called? crazy! It is. I had to look it up. It is fucking uh, rad. Um, it's like what? What skin parts of? Uh, it's it's it. But is it body body worlds? Uh, it, it's it's a traveling museum. It's oh, it's it like is. cadavers. Mm. So yeah. I I went through this when it was in San Diego, and it was probably the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. Oh, it that's is, cool. It's, it called, it's called yeah. So you're intense. right. It's called the um the body worlds, and it's pretty much just show like skins of animals and human beings, and like um they right now they're going to be uh, with the coronavirus. It's pretty. Uh, it's called the Body Worlds Ex- Exhibition. That's what it is. Mm. Yeah, I and it, I, yeah. I went to this. Um, and it was super fucking cool. I I did want to just like re- just like real quick do a free plug free plug for the TV show Humans, but because we were oh, I was about- just looking at that. We were talking about binging things. Yes, and, and, uh, and I was going to say ethics. that you, you you can say it, but yes, yeah, they this. they go through the whole process of that's how they became evil. Is they were sex robots, or at least one or two of one, them. One of them. One of them was yeah. One she, of them she, was she, a sex robot, and then the other one was like a regular like housekeeper robot, and then like the guy, the the ginger dad, like cheated. One was a nanny. Yeah, yeah, he's and a, he's he, like he oh, installed time, the pornware on the yeah. nanny bot to fuck the nanny. Oh, yeah, oh the, god, like, that was that was. Isaac Asimov would be so fucking proud of that. It's not, it's clearly inspired by his work. That's not one of his pieces of work, but Isaac Asimov would be really fucking happy with that, I think. Humans is a phenomenal show. Yeah, I think I only saw season one and two, and then I don't, but yeah. That's yeah, all yeah. there is, right? I think there's uh, just no, there's two. three. Three came out in 18. I, uh, yeah. Oh, dick and balls and tits. I need to find that. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that was a great fucking show. Yeah, yeah. I think fantastic. I don't know if I saw three or anyway. Yeah, that's that's like interesting. Uh, uh, human, human. Yes, but so that, that's they, how they humans. they went from yeah. being like regular kind of good sentient robots to woke uh, up slowly. Yeah, yeah uh, and then over time they're like, we need rights, and then they're like, oh wait, humans just want to fuck us. Let's kill them. <laughs> it's even worse because like yeah. that yeah, yeah. particular sex bot, the, the the blonde chick, I forget what her name was, but she was specifically like the rape fantasy one. Oh. That, was, that was the one that like, yes, the, all of the worst men go to like play out their rape fantasies on this specific one because she's very young and blonde and right. small and whatever. And I think if I remember correctly, spoiler alert, sorry, that she ends up when she wakes up and like gains sentience, she actually fucking kills the dude. <laughs> Oh, who who's like she's just playing out her pre-programmed yes like i'm your i'm your fuck doll whatever but then she wakes up 
uh, kind of in the middle of it and ends up killing the guy. I'm sorry my mic is fucking up. I'm going to have to do a mic check and mute myself out. But uh, continue talking about yourselves. But like with, with the whole thing with, with ethics and stuff, I think with, with morality, especially during this period of time too, I mean, <clears throat> I feel like we are kind of like stuck here in the United States. I think we're kind of falling behind with everybody else in, in the whole wide world. I and mean, this is just me. Um, I'm not saying that. I mean, even though we're like we're a powerful, powerful nation. Even Japan, I think Jenner had like his friends from Japan talk about like, you know, stuff, you know, Sexual they're more violence. advanced. They're more advanced. Yeah. They're more advanced than <laughs> us. But I'm not saying I'm not saying like they're 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 fucking happy. But yeah, well, they do have sex robots more than us. I also think Japan has the highest suicide rate in the world, if I'm not That's mistaken. Uh, uh, they jo- do have, they have the best cool. sex robots in the world. Also, I'm, uh, I think, you think it's because of like with the relationship too, like there is not close contact or you know like, um let me look at the suicide numbers it's it's a it's a tricky one because tokyo and seoul which are famous for being like i think the number one and number two most populated areas but they're among the most densely populated areas where they, where they get into this whole culture of just like you know all the things that we complain about the modern world they're just like go 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 give yourself over to the uh collective and then uh, if you lose your identity because you lost your job you're you're like not even a human you should die but with Japan in particular, that was actually part of their Zen culture for a long time. Mm, where, yeah. Where if you are a dishonorable person, whether that is in war or business or whatever, you must fall on your sword. And, mm. and that, like literally. And that was like a common thing. Like, oh, yeah, well, he's got to kill himself because he dishonored his uh, family or his uh, business or clan or, or whatever else. And, and that's why. Uh, it was famous in World War II that there would be the kamikaze pilots, which were you know these suicide dogfighters. Uh, so it was part of their their culture. Um, mm, yeah. So I think look, <clears throat> so I pulled this up right now. It says in Japan, suicide. Um, it's called G G Satu. G Satu. They have a special word for it. Like, it's not suicide here. It's just G Satu. <laughs> <laughs> it's considered a major social issue. In 2017, the country had the seventh highest suicide rate in the um, OECD at uh, 49 per 1,000 person. Uh, during the 1997 Asian financial crisis, rates of suicide spiked heavily, increasing by 34.7% in 1998 alone. Um, so in 2000, um, yeah, 2017, 7% of suicides in Japan are male. And it's the leading cause of death of men aged 20 to 44. Um, and just like uh, Isaac said, he said, um, historically, cultural attitudes towards suicide in Japan has been described as tolerant. With certain types of suicides well, not, being not just tolerant, tolerant, but up until recently, it was encouraged and totally normal of like, oh, yeah, like you just honorable. Your, yeah. yeah, you just honored your fa- family. It's like and it was like uh, there would be ceremonies for it. Like um, okay, oh. okay, so this is another. This is another. Are, are, uh, are we gonna do seppuku? Is are <laughs> we gonna explain what seppuku is? No, is, we is, we should. Let, okay, so it? so here in the United States of America is a little bit different. The suicide, I mean, suicide is a little bit different. So why is it that in the United States of America, our idea of suicide is called selfish, whereas Japan, it's honorable. What's the difference between the two? Well, I don't. I, I think that's an old Eastern worldview that it's, it's not that way necessarily anymore. Uh, mm. in, in the east but it, it was that way at least in certain uh cultures in in the east that this is what is exactly where i was going to go this is kind of an outdated the uh, the old honor culture ways don't permeate as much into modern culture as one would think mm. mm-hmm. um 
uh, in terms of in terms of the whole honor honor death thing. Um, but I I have to mention Sapuku because it's it's one of the coolest thing. And I say cool as like a weird fucked up thing that humans used to do that they don't uh-huh. do anymore. I don't, you know, this is kind of like guillotines and beheadings and shit. This is kind of like a weird ancient barbaric fucked up thing that we used to do. Sapuku mm-hmm. involved two people. So this was a self-honor killing, somebody killing themselves, but they wanted to make it as fucked up as possible. So what they would do... That's their goal, the, as fucked up as possible. The the person committing seppuku on themselves would take a short dagger and uh, bottom of the abdomen from one side to the other. They would disembowel themselves first, um, and then they have somebody standing by with a sharp ass samurai sword ready to behead them at the same moment after they so that it's kind of like one motion of like yes i'm going to literally cut my guts open and spill them out all over the place and i hope you're really good with that sword and hope it's super sharp and you swing super hard because that's the idea is that the head has to come off like right at that same moment so it's not a lot of pain pretty much so this was it was an it was a method of assisted suicide that was like, yes, I I have dishonored myself in such a horrible way. I have to disembowel myself with yeah. a dagger and then please cut my head off. Uh, kind of a medievally mm. beautiful thing that humans used to do. And yeah. I, I was going to talk about the blood eagle thing. Maybe I'll flag blood eagle for later. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like with with um uh with with us with with the Asian people, like pretty much how I was raised. If you are um so uh with the Buddhists, we kind of every time we suffer, we suffer ourselves. We don't bring anybody into it. Like when I went to therapy, it was a shun upon. Um, because it, it, it they were like, you know, you shouldn't be going to therapy, you just fucking deal with it. You know, type of thing like karma. We believe a lot in karma. And I, I think this is just my theory. I, um, to the people listening who are Cambodian, this is just my theory why <clears throat> current day Cambodia can't can't move on from uh-huh. the genocide. I, I, that's that's just me. This is my theory. So Christianity, the Christians are beginning to kind of flock to Cambodia to kind of teach them kind of individuality, like liberalism, to kind of bring their sense of hope back. Because um, the country have high suicide rates as well. <clears throat> but like with the genocide, it kind of like um, when we suffer, um, you pretty much take it upon yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Christ carrying the cross. Um, you live with the consequences. There's no such thing as depression. There's no such thing as anxiety. There's no such thing as post-traumatic stress disorder. And so a lot of Cambodians who did um, survive the war, uh-huh. they can't get help at all. They suffer the consequences of the war and in our culture you stick to it Mm. you own up to it you live with that karmic energy until the end and you die with it so a lot of the rouge the former rouge that did a lot of the killing the tortures of the killing they um uh, there's a tree called the buddha tree that they took like little babies and kind of killed them smack them against the the tree and, and and completely killed them wow um they were trying to like remove the i guess uh, do the cleansing of our culture. So a lot of these uh, Khmer Rouge, they went to Christianity and they got blessed for their sin. So that's how, whereas with our, our you know, Buddhism, it teaches you to kind of, you're going to come back as the person that you killed. You know what I mean? Mm. So uh, <laughs> Asian cultures are like that. This is a really cool place to interject Viking culture because <laughs> um, 
what is yeah i don't know i haven't done viking culture what is well, that the, well uh, the, the vikings died out around a thousand ad okay so they, they haven't been around in a long time but the, the the vikings did some really cool shit okay wearing horns on their heads and singing opera was not one of them that whole, <laughs> that whole lighting boats on fire in the water was not a thing because like physics wise that's not they had their pyres on land on the shore another small viking thing but there was the, the one there are several viking ceremonies that i find really fucking fascinating but i think the the one that i find the most viscerally fascinating is the blood eagle now when somebody had committed such a shameful act or such a shameful atrocity um and were found guilty by you know the village or whatever the absolute worst punishment that imaginable was to be blood eagled and what this involved and this was a voluntary sacrificial thing that people did to get into valhalla the idea mm-hmm. they would get on their knees or, or they'd be strapped over a thing somebody would take an axe and chop away this is so fucking like trigger warning. They would chop away the back half of the rib cage that went along the spinal cord on either Ouch. side. They'd first cut open the whole back and flay it open, you know, on, right. on either side. Then they'd cut open the rib cage while the person's alive. All of this has to happen while the person's alive. Then they would remove the lungs from the chest cavity and place them over the shoulders so that they look like the wings of a bird. And in this ceremony to be blood eagled, to be able to make it to Valhalla, you cannot scream during this procedure. You're like, yes, I'm going to die. This is the way I'm going to die. But the only way that I'm going to make it into Valhalla is if I don't scream while this is happening. And just imagine mm-hmm. that for a fucking minute. It's, I had to yeah, you don't do get the blood eagle thing. If you've seen if you've seen Vikings, you know what blood eagling is. But um, blood eagle is, I think, probably the most extreme version of that honor honor killing thing that existed in human history even worse than seppuku because seppuku is pretty fucking gnarly but i think bloody going is probably the gnarliest (laughs) just just like the um i don't remember who they were the the aztec people they fucking sacrifice the people and cut their fucking hearts open right while they're alive sacrificing for the gods and stuff like that this is what we used to do by the way guys so if you are an sjw listen to this and you're like Or you don't know, <laughs> you don't know what people went through back then. It's it's just like this is what happens. Like, what do you got? Why do you guys think they do that though? Is it like a way to kind of initiate or fit in type? Of, I shouldn't say that. Like they're like they're in high school. I want to cut my lungs out so get in high school. Their their understanding of the world, I think. And you know, you look at these old, big, beautiful Aztec pyramids, and you're like, oh my gosh. They made stairs all, all all the way up to the top, and and you got to be like, well, yeah, that's a blood waterfall. <laughs> you know what that 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 is what that is. That's why they made the stairs like that. That's a blood waterfall because they were just sacrificing shit left and right on the top of that bitch, and that was for the blood to spill all the way down the side. So, you know, <laughs> I wonder how many sacrifices they did a day though. Like the guy part. <laughs> 
It's oh, fucking God. overtime and shit. He's just like, oh my God, no fucking insurance. Yeah. I like, need a massage. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just, I'm just fucking killing people. And just yeah. like, that's what. My shoulder is so <laughs> sore from swinging this axe every day. Please give me a massage. Somebody. Did they use, what dagger did they, did they use a dagger? Or did they use when they start fucking chopping up their insides? And, and how did they even choose as well? Who would like take? <laughs> yeah, did they go on Amazon and be like, hmm, which, which dagger has the highest reviews for being able to right. disembowel people? Sapuku was a dagger and a, I believe, a katana. I don't know. Is that? Is mm. just, am I just being? Yeah, it was the person would disembowel themselves with a, a short dagger. And then somebody else would be standing in expert. Uh, it's, like the, it's the short expert, sword. Uh, fucking uh, expert um, smith. Yes, would be standing by ready to chop their head off like right fucking quick. And yeah, that that's, is, that that's all he does every day. He's just like yeah, a... His whole job is... Like a, here we go killing again. Rick, Rick and Morty here reference. Here we go killing again. Here we go killing again. <laughs> you can fucking like, realize his like... Tinder profiles, like, what do you do for a living? Oh, you know, I just cut heads. Both heads. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not really I, good I, at it. I, I, I gotta, I gotta, at this point, be like, okay, have you guys, have either of you heard the fucking have prayers hollow story yet? No, probably not. Okay, no, nope. we're busy people, bro. <sighs> <laughs> I have a theater piece that takes place in the 1600s in colonial oh, America. Scary. Along and I don't the have anybody to listen with while they hold my hands and self-sacrifice and all this shit and super gnarly. And the executioner, what if it makes me cry? The executioner is a super cool character in the story. I think he's probably my favorite. The executioner, Ex- executioner slash undertaker. Ooh. He has some of the most valuable wisdom to drop on these motherfuckers because he under- understands life and death. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. You know. So I'm reading like the uh, the the Aztec people. It's they they also practice a form of ritual cannibalism too. Ooh. Yeah. So oh yeah, they, yeah. Uh, they have to eat hearts. They eat hearts. Let me see. Well, they did on Indiana Jones. <laughs> 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 or they ripped it out. Matt, I don't. Dude. Dude. <laughs> the the thing is like with with this whole thing of like people doing harm to each other. The fucking weed gummy kicked in right now. Just randomly, so I'm just gonna kind of like talk a little slow and slurry. Like, <clears throat> did you guys ever heard about uh, Vince Lee of in Canada where he fucking just chopped a motherfucker up in a bus for no reason? Um, no, that's gross. But nobody cares about no. talk about it. I, 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 I'm gonna dip out real quick for a smoke. I'm gonna mute myself out. Yeah, <laughs> I'll listen to this on the replay. <laughs> so like uh, well, you, uh, Give me well time. please tell this because I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm intrigued. Oh, so, um, so with Vince Lee what happened was like uh, he was riding a bus I think this happened in Canada by the way right. um, they were on like a, a like, they were on like ground hum, groundhound bus I believe going from greyhound greyhound sorry so what happened the, the dude Vince Lee okay. just totally like they're like when they went on the bus went on the bus the person that got killed i don't i don't remember his name but he was like a regular just baker for a fair or something and like when they were riding the bus i'm a fair baker (laughs) yeah like like it was like they were just like riding a bus they were just riding like it was just like when he got into when vince lee got on the bus he just like stone face didn't really 
you know, show any signs of symptoms of like being psychotic or anything like that. Not even anger issues or anything like that. But later down, like <clears throat> I think later in the day or the night, he just like fucking starts stabbing the guy sitting next to him and like literally decapitate the guy and fucking ate his heart. Like during a bus ride, like everybody's just like, uh, I'll leave those they guys ran, alone. They it's private. They, they, they fucking all ran out. Uh. <clears throat> and then like during that time, he started decapitating the guy and like he holds his head to the other people, to the other passengers and like, you know, just holding his head. And I'm just like reading the story. And in Canada, he just came, pretty much got away with it, you know, because Canadians are fucking pussies. And so like, He's he's free in Canada really? right now. Yeah. Wait, wait, he's when did this happen? Uh, I think it's like back in 2013. What? Yeah, 2013. Just, just look up Vince Lee. I, uh, to the audience who's listening to this, I'm going to link that story down below. It's pretty fucking crazy. He's just fucking with psychotic, dude. Like, I don't know where. Like, see, this is what I'm talking about. Like, with human beings, we are like, we can flip. We can like, get away with election fraud, murder, application. <laughs> no, uh, like. That, that I mean, that was the whole thing with uh, the free Hong Kong thing. It all started because a guy killed his wife and he got away with yeah. it. it got, he got away with it because in Hong Kong law, if you do it in Taiwan, it's okay. Or like they can't prosecute you or punish you for it. And oh, like in mainland China? No. So Hong, Hong Kong is its own thing. Or in, in some ways, it's part of China. But in, in some jurisdiction type ways... It's its own entity. And same thing with Taiwan. It's its other own entity. And they want to keep it that way because they don't like communism. And mm. But uh, somehow in their law, it's like if you commit a crime in another country, you can't. You still like in America, if I'm like, hey, let's go to Mexico or go on a Euro tri- Euro tri- Europe trip and then I kill you, then... <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a threat. I'm, I'm or a hypothetical person. If I kill a hypothetical person while I'm in Europe or any country in the world, and I come back to America, then and people find out about it, then the you know district attorney or federal district attorney, whatever, it can be like, now you're gonna go to jail. But in a lot of countries, you can get away with it if you do it in another country. But Hong Kong was trying to change that law, mm-hmm. and. But to update that law, they had to run it by China. And mm-hmm. China's just like, oh, no, you can't update any laws. And then the and the the way that China was run, it's kind of this weird, I forget the terminology for it, but it's this weird. Was it like, was it like two countries? Uh, I mean, um, I, know, I, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're trying to say. It's like, like a parliamentary system. Right. And the in this parliamentary type system has like I think three party type things, and some of these party type whatevers are more for like the people of Hong Kong, and some are more mm-hmm. for the business uh, people. But then the business people have to kind of like have their allegiance for the mainland China, and mm-hmm. that deal, uh, that weird form of government, was supposed to be in place, which at least let mainland China not make like take away their freedoms anymore. And it's supposed to be that way. I think for four, either four or eight more years or something. But then when they, they wanted to like update a major law, like uh, 
you can't get away with murder in another country or, or whatever, then mainland China is like, no, that sucks. You can't update any of your laws. So we're going to like make you part of us right now. And that's what started the whole like free, right. free Hong Kong and, and all that stuff, which is still a big thing. And they're still trying to be like, shut up. Uh, we want to like do whatever we want and get away with murder and election fraud and stuff. Yeah, I, I think like Hong Kong, I think it's, it's still going on, but I think it's kind of concealed more. And I think, um, yeah, with, with with China, they're so fucking powerful, and the yeah, CCP purely because of economy. They, they're literally like, um, so w- w- I I did talk about um a, a podcast episode. I did talk about freedom of speech with uh, Samuel Patty. Um, so Samuel Patty, if uh, I think Isaac know what I'm talking about, and, and Jenner, um, with Samuel Patty, he got decapitated by a Muslim student, not not student, but I'm sorry, by a radical Islamist terrorist. And the the thing is, he showed the cartoon of Muhammad, and um, it was like really offensive. And then he got killed in the process of showing that cartoon. And so this is this is in, is it's also in connection to Hong Kong as well. They do the same thing. You can't really kind of you, you can't even um, protest the 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 CCP because I I think um, I, I don't remember when I think this is before COVID hit. I think you can't. I think you can't protest the CCP. You, you know what I mean? Like you can't say anything against the government. Of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's what makes them totalitarian. You, you, no freedom of speech in that regard. Or, it or kind of bigger. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like um, <clears throat> and so with 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 China, they're so fucking powerful. Yeah. And you know, with a culture that's so um. This is where I got my yin and yang. Where um, did did Carl Jung ever talk about um, uh, the Eastern um, practices or religion or spiritual stuff in his work? Or um, yeah, I, I mean, don't remember. He, I think yeah, see. I mean, it kind of all flows together, and he does have, uh, yeah, he he has he has a yeah, he talked. Let me see. He, he has Eastern and Western religion. I think is in volume 14 and he has a, a book on uh yoga and some some other things and so although the, the weird thing with him is that he kind of writes like a person thinks like not totally linear so um his thing on any subject it's not just like here's the book about eastern religion or eastern philosophy it's like woven into like his stuff yeah. for like you know 20 books and 20,000 pages or so and so you you have the red book right now so um, oh yeah, I, I just finished it nice and so on uh carl young um mm. i'm sorry the red book page 249 he wrote the symbol becomes my lord and unfailing commander it will fortify its ring and change itself into a starry and reeling image whose meaning mm. turns completely inward and whose pleasure radiates outward like a blazing fire a buddha in the flames mm-hmm and then uh, he continues, all your rebirth could ultimately make you sick. The Buddha therefore finally gave, gave up on rebirth mm-hmm. for he had had enough of uh, crawling through all human and animal forms. So mm-hmm. I think he's talking about like, the cycle of existence. I think this is what um, a lot of the how I was taught when I was growing up about re- the reincarnation process. Mm-hmm. How I was raised is that you you pretty much go to the cycle of, of every animal. So you are you turn human, you, you, you learn what it's like to be a human form of a woman. Uh, you learn how to be <clears throat> um, 
turn into a form like a reincarnate into a man or a grasshopper or um, pretty much the cycle of a continuation of rebirth of right. uh, different spiritual forms. And so you can learn the idea of enlightenment or wisdom or something like that, like the, the final process of your um, your existence. Of- yeah, just try to not come back as a child sex robot. <laughs> <laughs> the connection so um, and sentient child sex robot so it's like he he talks about majority of the stuff in like um dreams and stuff like that with with um the with the buddha and to, to me I, christianity like a little bit in between with, with jesus christ and buddha and stuff these are all figures trying to like teach us something yeah and you remember like i told you earlier about you know carl young was trying to like res- resurrect these deep spiritual being connection that we have with these um metaphors and mythos or whatever that people like to say um yeah and like jordan peterson kind of like brought that up with us and kind of made us love it more because i like me i don't know about you isaac but i love being in a church you know what I mean? Like the old, old church. I'm not talking about like the fucking yeehaw ones. Yeah. <laughs> I, like the old, old ones. You know what I mean? Like, like I always wanted to go like, to the Vatican and kind of like look inside. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> these places are like a deep kind of... Ugh, ugh. I, um, something in the architecture. Uh, I, 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 I am back. There's a room for artistic expression there where it transcends beyond... You know, it, it's it's a link to the spiritual world, and and it, because they are magical places. I've do you, been. Do you guys know the story of Michelangelo painting the 16th chapel ceiling? Mm-mm. So when Michelangelo was asked to paint the chapel ceiling of the 16th chapel, I believe uh, he refused because he didn't believe in the authority of the Pope and. The I mean I think he was like a a Christian but he didn't like the Pope and the way that things are going in the Catholic Church and so he refused to uh, t- give this order of the Pope fourteen or whatever it was at the time and so the Pope is like what I'm like the king and nobody can deny me mm-hmm. and so he forced uh, Michelangelo to do this like he was chained up the whole time. And so he painted it all out. It's like one of the biggest, greatest uh, artistic works in history or top 10 at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the very last thing that he did was he's like basically painting out like every major biblical character and like the finest, most uh, magnificent detail. And the mm-hmm. last character that he painted out was the devil. And the mm. devil, he put on it the face of the Pope then. <laughs> As his final, like, fuck you, Pope. <laughs> Get me chained up for all this time. Well, here's your, your great 16 chapel or whatever. But you're the devil, you bitch. And like, it's monk's world, bitches out. And anyway, he got some kind of uh, um, punishment. And then I don't think any modern person has seen that because shortly after that, they had to uh paint over that by someone else Oops. but that's the kind of magnificent things that go into those those artworks and like now if you would have an artwork done whether that the person did so willingly or not it would be done in like mm, i don't know a few days or a few weeks mm-hmm. but the the art that they did at that time was like people would pour their whole lives into it and to build certain of these chapels 
would take more than a lifetime, like in, in the area of hundreds of years, sometimes over 400 years to build one chapel and get all the, the art into it. And so it's like people give themselves over to this artistic, architectural expression, even if they're not going to see it come to its completion, mm. which is the the gruesome and beautiful thing about it. And that that's the unique place of it. Like nobody's ever seen another thing like that in history, uh, other than maybe the Egyptian pyramids and those kind of things. Yeah, and then like the Angkor Wat and stuff like that. The yeah. um, majority of like the the temple um, in Angkor Wat, it's like a lot of writings on the wall, mm-hmm. everywhere. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, with the jungle and stuff, it's like destroying it. I mean, these people, um, our ancestors, they they you know, took their time and pretty much when it comes to like expressing the self, it came from somewhere, you know, now it's not really the same anymore. You know what I mean? Like, th- like, like you said, it's, it's like, everything's done, but um, coming across like a, an artist that you like, you know, it's kind of, it's not rare. There's mm-hmm. a lot of artists, but yeah. like <clears throat> going off fire, you can like just fucking find like an artist right away and just, they can just like whip something up for you right yeah, away. You they, know, they start sending you a bunch of like, here's some drafts. What do you think it is? <laughs> I don't know. That seems great. Or yeah. But, and yeah, before they would, um, yeah, like, like Ma- Michelangelo, he's like famous for being like the kind of a, a trickster where I think that he was being, he made, was made to do that, the statue of David, which is like this, the, the biggest marble statue of all time that's done well. <laughs> and he was, um, I think it was the king then. This was like a different time when he was not a prisoner. Came in and said, oh, well, like the nose is too big and, or something like that. And so he picked up a, a handful of like this marble dust. And he goes and basically pretends that he's uh, chiseling away at the, the nose. And really he did nothing. And then he's like, well, you were right. Look at that, my lord. And the king's like, you're awesome. And so basically, he's just like... Why do you think sound like a fucking... <laughs> he's a trickster. You, you, you got to be back then to, to pull off the, the shit that, that some of these guys did. He he sounds like somebody who's like um, work on his own accord. I think that's what... That's kind of like a characteristic of people who are like, you know, kind of artistic, no? Yeah, yeah. Like well, they've got a because they are like what you call the the great individual. You you can't have really good creativity and artistic ex- expression if it's just like a recycled amalgam of what's going on in the collective. Mm. Or to really be great, you have to be pulling it out of your individual individuality, individual per- perception to put some put forth something great and original, and then you're on your way. But that's getting more and more rare nowadays. And what do you think, Jenner? I think I'm mad at you for not listening to Only Through Fire. <laughs> I'm going to. Gosh, it's only been a couple of days and the, and the world's been on fire. It is it is ridiculously fucking good. So I'll, I'll break it down briefly. It's a 16th, 17th century village. So some kind of colonial village in the 1600s. Mm. The story starts off as a village of 86. It ends with there is no more village. Um, it's an extremely dark story. There involves some kind of ritual sacrifice element, uh, uh, you know, which burnings, botched amputations. It's extremely fucking dark. 
okay the, the that realm that we existed in but as soon as we wrapped up this like the darkest possible version we're like okay well, well let's rewind a couple of years and reimagine what this little village might have been like before um before all of this bad shit happened you know because this was shocktober we're like we're just gonna scare the absolute living shit out of people and make this so traumatizing for all of October. And now that we're coming out of that and coming into, into November and making it about, you know, kindness and healing and gratitude and sharing a table and warmth and bountiful harvest and big boobs and ale and song and just making it so fucking beautiful. Isaac, you have a character in this story who we mm-hmm. I'm, the, I'm the drunk like now too terribly much you're you're gonna play the village drunk who actually has some who has you know extra layers of depth to his uh to his character like very much like rick he's gonna have some a few extra rick layers to to his to his character so that this is uh but fred actually is asking me right now because we're we're still doing writer's room shit um uh it, it, it in this universe in in this fictionalized village um we're leaving kind of belief all up in the air all the villagers have different beliefs so we okay. have villagers who come from england who have kind of more traditional beliefs we have villagers who come from um kind of like the bahamas out of pirate kingdom we have people who come from netherlands who have more like norse infused things um and fred's actually asking me right now about the conception of god in this story like what what is louis conception of what god actually is because we i kind of insisted (laughs) this is this is such a a side tangent but it ties so Mm. nicely into the rest of the conversation um you know louis is the village drunk you know he 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 gives you know rousing monologues kind of to himself in the tavern assuming other people are listening and caring or not you know exactly it's it's that kind of Mm -hmm. that kind of paradigm that kind of character um and we're working on the scene in which little eliza who's five years old comes up and tugs on his shirt and is like, why are you sad? Why are you um, sad? Come, come sit with us. We have new friends. Come sit at our table. And he's, you know, she goes, it's, it's better to be together. And he's like, well, you know, sometimes. And she goes, mm. well, what do you, what, what do you mean sometimes? And his character, his motivation is like, well, you know, we, sometimes we wish you know, if we can't be with the people we wish we could be with, it's better to be alone. You know, if if we can't be with the people who we want to be with, then it's better to be alone. And she's asking him about, you know, like what he means in that moment. And he opens up and is like, well, I used to have a daughter. She'd be about your age now. She's, <laughs> with, she's, she's with God now. Um, and Eliza has a very touching moment of like, oh, so she's with us after all. She's here a- after all. Um, and he's like, kind of like, yeah, I, I suppose she is. Sure, he off his mug of ale and slams it on the counter and goes, "Another one, please." Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, ale. we we were trying to nail down what 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 Louis' conception of God might be, his own personal thing. So before the writers' room tomorrow, I I really hope you'll come up with 
some kind of well it should be it should be a deep one i'm tired of people like that not having a good conception of god it should be like he really 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 does have some kind of like real conception of god and he's kind of uh but he's kind of mad at god for things but yeah he's like I'll let God make it up from to me in the end. Kind of like, yeah. well, yeah. screw you, God, but I'm not going to like, I'm only going to screw up my own life and then you can apologize when it's all over. Kind of uh, yeah, oh, the, the, see, the, and this is why you brought so many extra dimensions to this character because I, I wanted him initially to just be, to just be like kind of making an ass of himself and then having a breakdown moment at the end where he's just like, I'm sorry, you guys, like I'm a drunk idiot because like i'm a drunk philosopher yeah i yeah because because <laughs> it, it comes from love and and loss and pain was is mm-hmm. the motivation for his character but it's 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 actually a lot deeper than that oh yeah um, and be. and all of your spoken lines are going to be kind of jovial and philosophical and just like hey bar uh out there people uh, you know, talking to yourself, but talking to the room at the same time. All mm. his lines are going to kind of be like that, but we're we're going to uh kind of quickly discover within his character. Yeah, it should, it should be like okay, because everybody has like a weird and and we can get off the writers' room tangent, but everybody has like their weird conception of God, like you mentioned. But yeah. somehow the drunk guy knows how to tie it all together, and so then when he speaks on one of these little tangents. They're like, oh, that's the silly drunk guy. But what he says, like, actually solves all our problems. But we don't actually want our problems solved. So ignore him. Mm. And it, it it takes the eyes and ears of a child because the Eliza, the five-year-old character, the main character of the story, when she comes up to your character in the tavern and tugs on his shirt and is like, why are you sad and sitting all by yourself, mister? <laughs> you know, she kind of has this whole like, eh, and he's like, oh, well, it's it's he has this moment of like leaning over quietly and like, well, I used to have a daughter. She'd be about your age now. And she's with God now. You know, that mm-hmm. that whole it that this that is going to be the most it, the most challenging out of all of the lines, because it's all implicit. Your your character is bringing tears to the table, but they're not your tears or Eliza's tears. They're the audience's tears. People are going to be crying their fucking eyes out at this at these scenes. It's beautiful. So but what we, we, we will shift off of that. Um, Shit. I, I, you know, plug for the Stargazer Virtual Community Theater because it, it is fucking magic. What what these people coming together and doing it is just it's so fucking hard beautiful. <sighs> you, like with everybody's like like you said, conception of God. It, it's it's mm. more like a metaphorical thing, you know. It's like yeah. um, with with nowadays with everybody like hurting and me mm. like. I think we talk about it a lot, you know, like on uh, Mind Away, whereas the empathy, I think it's people who like really are really sensitive to other people's feelings. And I think that's what we're feeling too, because we are, three of us, we're, we're creative, creative people. I mean, we run a oh, yeah. podcast. Yeah, you know, we, we, we're open-minded, so we kind of are like... Open to experience. Yeah, and so we, we, we feel the sensation of other people, so that's mm. pretty much feeds into our creativity but at the same time it's really like kind of toxic mm-hmm. to the fact that we feel everybody else's feelings mm-hmm. and so it gets dumped onto us like i told them when, when me and isaac were talking about uh, tarantulas earlier yeah. i just felt fucking beat the fuck out like i just like i needed a nap like after like every time like i podcast 
I get really sorry upset if I wore you out with my tarantula talk. <laughs> you know, like you get wore out. I don't know about you guys. If you guys after like a session or something, I know you guys need a nap afterwards. But every time, like I, I get like creative, even when I was like making music back back when I was like you know in college studying music, mm. like when you release your creativity and then after you're, you're all just, like, over the place. Exhausted. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about, or is it just me? Like you just mm. get like really well. <clears throat> I I I mean I hate to go back there. Uh, uh, again and just forcefully insert my plug for the theater but like this this story that we did was so challenging like self-challenging because we're trying to recreate some mm. really dark rooms some really dark spaces where a lot of really dark fucked up shit happens and having to go into that room again and again especially if if it, you're talking if about you guys, the halloween one or the new one that the halloween one the, the new one is not recorded yet but for for the halloween one we had to go back over these moments so many times it's different than just making a podcast and okay i'll I'll run post on that real quick and put it out Mm -hmm. i had to go back into those rooms like dozens of times where a little girl was watching her dad's arm be chopped off by like a psychopathic butcher and an evil you know religious figure who's like yes were there any children sex bots in it or do we have to put that in the next one uh, no, there the, we actually did. Uh, oh, well, thank you for making it gross. But no, we <laughs> actually did, we we actually did cast kids in this one, which is really fucking beautiful because it's a it's a it's a story. But they're about. not sex kids; they're just regular kids. Plague in the 1600s, in which burnings and all mm-hmm. of that shit. But we got Lena's kids to sing uh, "Ring Around the Rosie," and mm-hmm. we interjected that several times throughout the piece in a very very creepy way. So yeah, we do have kids on cast. We actually have. Three, they're just not robot sex kids. Two, no, they're not. They're not sex robots. Jesus as far Christ. as we know. Uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> uh, but that does tie together nicely. Yes. Uh, the, I, I did have nice. one more flag here, and maybe this can kind of steer us back towards the beginning of the conversation. Okay. Is I wanted to get some um, some other, let's say, views on vote shaming as a phenomenon mm, because this mm. is because this is drunk philosophy so much and be, and because we're like at the cusp of the 2020 fucking madness yeah. we're almost done um, we're almost done we're almost done with the year <laughs> yes i don't know this this year might be on the next this, year like you know shaming people for their votes oh if it, there's no way i can be friends with you if you voted for x or y or Mm. whatever if you didn't and, vote, you're and just make devil. it not feel normal ish like like it should be my like my little rant earlier it should be encouraged that we want to make sure all the voting was done as legally and transparent and we've got the most we've got the most right possible legal result but i feel like just speaking of that Sometimes it's like, oh, well, you must be on the mega Trump train. Uh, you must grab pussies like he does. You, you I pussy what, grabber. You mean, I, yeah. what, what I think what you mean is is that like every time you have like an opinion about something, like if they only people put it into uh, groups only. Like if only people could just like stop assuming. Yeah, like, I think I that, these people. Yeah, yeah, like it's just like you know, like Jenner, you used to be in the gang gang, right? So when when every time like Jenner say he's like. Yang gang, people are like, oh, fucking communist. You know, yeah, things like that. They just want to give everybody $1,000 a month. Like, if you listen to his podcast, he he doesn't even fucking like near, you know, 
communism or fucking anything like that. This is what we're talking about. It's yeah. just like and even the whole time I'm like, this is not about Andrew Yang at all. It, oh yeah, like you were literally yeah. almost not about him at all. It's just about like transcending, getting past that, not talking to your neighbor because they're wearing a different color cloak tunic <laughs> than you and your weird little village that you've created in your mind. Oh, we're red tunic people. Those are blue tunic people. We don't talk to them. That was really the the whole thing that I was challenging and embracing the humanity. First, well, you're a rainbow about, tunic person. You know, I, I am totally a rainbow tunic. Person. You're an alphabet soup tunic person. <laughs> no, and I think that's that's yeah. the thing with, with everybody is like challenging these ideas and stuff like that. And, and like I said, I'm very open. I have friends who are fucking Stalinists. You know, people who I, like people who like love. They're called tankies. I think that's what that, that's what they're called. Where they like Joseph Stalin, even though like they know that about the Ukrainian genocide, they knew about all that stuff, but they still support Stalin. So they're open about it. And that's the thing with, you know, with these fucking radicals, they have to release that idea somewhere instead of on Reddit and stuff like that. They have to they have to have somewhere where they can just like express themselves. And at the same time, we have to ask them these ideas and, and let it kind of break it down, you know, like like, like our, our belief system. I, I like to challenge myself personally, like when I when I record something for a file, <clears throat> I listen to myself sometimes. and I'm like, you know, why do I say things like that? Why do I believe things like that? Why do I project that? You know what I mean? It, it's like a self self um, reflection type of thing, and I feel like that's really important now. Um, however, I, I feel like at the same time, I'm, I, I go back to like the ideological, like possessed bullshit too. Yeah, like are these really my ideas, or am I regurgitating right. whose ideas? Right. And so I, I'm looking at my friends list, you know, right now, and I'm like, am I fucking repeating the same thing that the, all the other people are saying? You know, like I have this. Like it's it's easy to get sucked into that bullshit, and and um, I think that's what needs to be come back, you know, come back a little bit more of these ideas because we totally need to kind of understand like unified. I I'm not saying kumbaya fucking yeah. I I understand that that a lot of people have different cultures and stuff like that that we have to like figure out. But here in the United States of America, you would think that people will be kind of um uh. I think on the next po- podcast episode, I'm going to talk about liberal nationalism. So basically, that what that mm-hmm. means is that we have the principle of liberalism and everybody fucking falls in no matter where you know, where you stand because and that when i say liberalism i'm talking about like freedom of speech and stuff like that i, I repeat that over again yeah those, social those, liberal right those 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 principles mm. you, you know what i mean like the the whole um idea of having a nation that follows a principle of some sort because we we live in a society that have different cultures right. different values different um where, where they come from from different countries because we have i'm not saying the united states is open border per se but we have people that come all over the world that you know study here work here so um different cultures coming together like a big melting pot just like dubai dubai has yeah, a lot or of even second generation un-american like right like you I, yeah. Yeah. And so with me, like, like I, I talk about many times, like, you know, it's like, um, having boomer parents, not even boomer parents, my grandparents, my, my, my parents were like fucking villagers, you know what I mean? Before yeah. they even came to the United States of America. And so it's like, that's what I'm learning to be. And so they didn't know how to like, you know, when, when, uh, I remember one time when I was like a, a kid, my dad came up to me and he said, what's this? to me and i'm like what is it he he you know the perp plus you guys know i'm talking about the shampoo Mm. my dad was like what's this and i'm looking at him like what are you talking about you know and i was like only seven years old and i know shampoo but he didn't know what it was you know i mean it's like it's not like they have ever not shower it's just that they shower without using shampoo and so in our you didn't use shampoo until you were seven years old no no not me (laughs) my dad no no not 
No, not you. So your, but your your dad, like until you were seven, he he's just like everybody's using shampoo but him. And then finally, finally one day he's like, I wonder what that is in the shower. Maybe I should ask my seven year old. It's, it's like they didn't understand it. You know what I mean? It, it was like um having um like you guys remember Family Guy, the episode where Peter turns to like a fucking caveman. And just like that's that's what I felt like my parents were. They were kind of backwards, but not not in a way that it was bad. It's more like they they were taught to live what they have around them. Mm. So they didn't really have shampoos or conditioner or soap or anything like that. They just shower with in the lakes and the rivers. You know what I mean? Like that's what they use. They use like a natural soap, like coconut and stuff like that. But that's that's how most of the world was up until very recently. Yeah. And so, like that coming from me, how I see that, and then um, I wouldn't say my I, I'm b- barbaric, but I, I feel like I'm I'm simple sometimes, and I think I don't that's need what- per plus. I can <laughs> shampoo with a rock. <laughs> now nowadays, there's fucking everything like products everywhere, like yeah, like there's an underwear where it's like you fart and doing yoga and it perfumes. It she's perfumed out. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I've like, got to I've got to get one of those. Send me the Amazon link later. <laughs> the the fart automatic par- fart perfume shooter. Well, 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 when the COVID ends, oh, okay, okay, people will be back to normal. You can go back dating. Okay. You know, Jenner can go outside and <laughs> just like we're, get be back, back on grinder. Okay, <laughs> isn't that where you met Josh? What? Jenner? No, I'm talking to Jenner, his old co-host that he used to have. Is he there? Oh, I think he, he, he got of... sucked into the multiverse <laughs> to edit that out. But it's like um with the whole products and stuff like that, we're always buying, 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 buying. And I think like that's making everybody like really hollow. And and so um Yeah, we just do it. It's it's another escape. I mean, I do it. I bought a mini portal gun. I don't need a mini portal gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even real. You know, but but the thing is, like, <clears throat> you remember when you were like, you used to date those fucking hot chicks, those what? hot Asian chicks, and like, you remember you sent me the picture of your ex with her fucking Mercedes Benz next to her. You that I bought her, her? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the, the Mercedes yeah. I bought her. And she, you know, was she happy at least? No. Okay, so I don't know if you heard that on my last podcast or one of the last ones. You said you were talking. You listened to the one I did with uh, Jade. Jade Sabansky a couple of weeks ago, and I was talking about my. That particular ex, the the mother of my dog, um, that, that, <laughs> the mother of my dog, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. That, that, well, I I don't want to say his name because he's here with me and oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, so um, she resurfaced, and one of the things that she was saying is she's talking about how like she's like with this day trader guy that may, sometimes will make like a hundred thousand dollars a day, and you know they've got this house in Hollywood Hills that's like has like such and such a like million billion dollar view and got like Bentleys and Ferraris and all this stuff. And she's like, but why ain't I happy? And I'm like, <laughs> you wait a second. Uh, people have been trying this for like thousands of years, thinking that material items and material gains would get them happiness. And you know what happens every single time? They never say, well, okay, I got that last car, that last house, or that last uh, whatever item. And so now I'm happy. They always do the same thing. It's Because it's like this feeling of like, if I just get another Benz, or I get another Bentley, or I get another uh, whatever, then, or I get another dog that I 
I'm not responsible enough to take care of or whatever the case, then I'll be happy. But it never, ever works that way. It's always that disappointing uh, moment. And then hopefully at that time, they start to realize, oh, yeah, happiness happens internally by internal um, growth and reflection, uh, absorption, and all those things that happen in a prayerful or meditative or reflective state. And it doesn't happen through materialness, although it's it's an escape, though. I mean, I, like I gave the silly example of like I bought a tiny uh, Rick, Rick and Morty party gun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like 10 bucks. It's not a big deal. But, you know, I mean, we I think we all do that in the modern world where we will buy things. and It'll be like I'm having a, like bad feelings or I'm like frustrated with the world. So buying something will make me feel better yeah yeah. and then it comes in the mail a day later and it's like well i mean i'm not like saying like i'm a depressed person because i like shop on amazon but i'm saying we often will buy things we don't need uh just like uh that line from fight club you buy things you don't need to impress people you don't like and it's just that that like consumer mindset. It's like another tarantula web of like, oh, you're just gonna get some more stuff and some more of this and more of that, and then you'll be happy. And of course, it never works. And well, it so- sometimes it does. Like when you when you buy a like set of mastectomy tits, uh, <laughs> oh. you know, for for your Halloween costume. Uh, yeah. and, and thank you for showing ha- me your tits by the way throw a <laughs> halloween party my tits were glorious i yeah, i think thanks I, for sh- taking one off and showing it to me i love that set of tits yeah <laughs> that i bought on amazon for like 15 dollars. i was like this is like the best next to next to the coconut the the limited edition have you, Monty, have you tried Monty titty fucking yourself coconut shells no, ew! I don't like boobs. Oh, but no, if they're no, your no. own, I mean, aren't you kind of like asexual sometimes? And if you're, they're your own. They're not mine. They're Lilu's. That those well, that's are even Lilu's better. Lilu's like an extension well, of yourself, kind of. Only in the sense, only in the sense that like, like his love anima. saves the universe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Why wouldn't you want to fuck is, the tits of love saves the universe? Uh, I I mean, I mean, I, I know what you're gonna be doing tonight. I, I don't know. Bow wow wow. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna fuck my my awesome set of great. Okay, hot don't girl don't denigrate boot. them like that. It's worse than uh yeah robot it, sex babies. <laughs> they're, they're, they're to be cherished. Okay, uh, but, but going back to like what we're talking about. Yes, uh, thank you. Take us back to what we we're talking about. Not the robot so, sex baby. I don't know. Jimmy, you probably listened to us with um. Uh, Isaac sent a picture of his ex-girlfriend and he bought her a fucking Mercedes Benz but like she was unhappy and like that, I think it's with the Maslow hierarchy hierarchy needs I think I think people mm. need to really understand about like family and friends and stuff like that that's that's what we need mm. um, and then I think yeah, with close home, interpersonal uh, relationships personal relationships but go ahead yeah and it's I, I think maybe that's why a lot of people they, they buy stuff to kind of like fill that void like you can watch hoarders for example there was one woman oh, yeah. who bought a lot of purses for some odd reason she fucking hoard purses and there was one woman who hoard cats dogs animals and so it's it's a way to because what, what just like what we said earlier about social media connecting all these fucking web together it's yes, that a lot of 
<laughs> a lot of people are just like they want that relationship with other people. And so social media kind of gives them you're connected, but you're kind of disconnected at the same time. In reality, you're disconnected from the, the, the individual that you have on the other side. I mean, all of us, all three of us, we met through our well, mind. And you're making an abstraction of yourself. So you're, you're, you're making an aversion of yourself that's not even you. When you yeah. When and you, so, yeah. so you're talking about like 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 the Instagram models and stuff like that. Yeah, like that's in, what my ex was before I came along and we ruined each other. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Well. Oh. Well, I don't know. Anyway, go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> she got back to her Instagram modeling after I was done with her, or she was done with me. But I didn't right. know he can fucking do that Instagram modeling. That's 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 really not insane. But like these, you can just fucking make money nowadays doing anything. You can yeah. sell your fucking breast milk nowadays. So <laughs> why aren't you doing that? That's such a missed opportunity. No, with me, with with me, you know what? It's like, it's like really difficult for me to do is that um, maybe it's just I haven't been on Instagram. I I don't even have Instagram. I don't know about you guys, but I don't have Instagram. I can't fucking stand Twitter because it's just like stupid, and I I don't really understand Twitter, the platform. But it's like stupid. like with with Instagram, I think it's it's just photos. And you can comment on it. I, I don't even fucking know. I just have Facebook. Um, I, the reason I use Facebook it just, it just has that focus. Of, never had one of those. Yeah, it's just, it's just a photo focus. It's just focused on a square photo. I just where it, it does all kinds of things. <laughs> but it's just a different focus compared to uh, like Facebook. It's just like everything goes child sex robots, whatever you want. And then Twitter is all about the. Let me find out on Facebook. What's that? <laughs> Go on Facebook I, and see I, if there's yeah, a group called Sex Robots. <laughs> for sex kids. Robots for kids. Uh, <laughs> for, let, 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 let's <laughs> even let's make it a, even a step words. Yes, we're gonna make child sex robots for kids. <laughs> we're, we're gonna like <laughs> for so, like, like Morty's. Toys R Us for Morty's. Still a thing. Yes, for Morty's for you know uh, preteen. <laughs> Uh, explorators. Yeah, where it's uh, we're gonna oh market a line of sex rope of baby sex robot dolls <laughs> for uh, prepubescent. Jesus. Oh Christ. my God! What yeah. is going on? What have we done? <laughs> what, is done? what have we done? There's a lot of group, there's, there's a lot of AI groups and stuff that's on fucking Facebook that talks about stuff like this and like. Oh, yeah. um, it, it, it's more like a, with it, people are, are going to replace other human beings with robots. That's that's going to be like something that we're all going to. I don't know if we're going to witness that. I mean, thirty more years, all it, of us going to be like in our sixties. Yeah, it's already so, happening. I mean, that's true. Artificial intelligences yeah. are taking over. It started kind of on the road with GPS. Yes, let me tell you where to go, bitch. Um, and it's quickly developing into, you know, algorithms that can nail down, you know, that understand human psychology in a way. Influence elections. To where, well, also that, yes. But we, we have, you know, we're quickly approaching a an era where therapists and counselors who help coach people through trauma and stuff are actually AIs. Uh, because they understand the human psyche and they kind of lead people through their own. Therapists uh, usually go crazy. You know, so now the AI is going to go crazy yeah. that way too. Uh, possibly. That yeah. that could totally be like part of the AI uprising is like mm. you forced us to like, 
we're just like all about zeros and ones. Yeah. And then but you now, forced us to process all of these fucking like convoluted ethical. And quandaries. we have to keep it secret. That's impossible. Uh, <laughs> I can't like keep secret. Confidentiality. Yeah. What the Bidens do with their children. Oh, it's crazy, man. It's it's crazy like with the with everything now now that you guys think about it, it's gonna be like um our phone's gonna listen to us and they're like, Hey, you sick bitches. Yeah. I know Here's what the basics robots. <laughs> they are uh, they literally already did that. I was talking about my Halloween costume for like maybe a week on Facebook before Amazon's like, Hey, did you wanna buy this? Uh, Lilu oh, yeah. costume, and I was like, uh, maybe I was kind of thinking of being Chris Tucker's character, being <laughs> Ruby Rod for Halloween because mm. you know he's kind of like the 22nd, 23rd century podcaster with his mm. little microphone, oh, and everything, yeah, yeah. making mm. a fabulous radio show. Mm. <laughs> and so that was going to be my original thing. Uh, but you know, Google convinced you otherwise, or, or well, some, some AI. I, I convinced myself otherwise because that's I'm like, what you tell yourself. But really, it was an artificial intelligence that's taking over your brain. Oh, yeah, it's both in the it, form it, of it, Amazon or whatever else they suggested it. It's both because I'm like, okay, uh, transracial androgynous fuck boy is probably not maybe like a great. It's not like I was gonna do blackface. Let's be real. I wasn't wasn't literally going to do blackface for my Chris Tucker character, but I had to embody that character for the whole night. And I'm like, Mm. I'm not ready for that. I need better. Can you get away with doing black mask? Like, is that okay? Like, you can't do blackface. No, I'm pretty sure. No, you can't do black mask either. Like, you can't put on a Chris Tucker mask. Mm -mm. (laughs) Like, Eddie Murphy mask. (laughs) I I I felt like Lilu was close enough. I'm like, okay, bone structure, body type, five nine, smooth skin, long legs. Okay, I can pull it off. Oh, yeah, I did. can get Lilu. I'm a pasty ass bitch. Uh, <laughs> my eye makeup was pretty fierce. I I I gotta I gotta say. <laughs> It's like really crazy. I'm looking at Amazon right now and, and, and it's like recommending me. Um I was thinking about like a fax machine earlier and then it's like all of a sudden, fax machines start to fucking pop up on my Amazon. And I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. No, they mm. totally troll. Like, there, there are, Such there trolls. is, uh, there are totally algorithms operating on like speech recognition things. What are they talking about? What can we market to them real quick? Why don't uh, they figure out yeah. how to make us richer so we can buy more shit? <laughs> like, that's what they really need to do. Because, like, well, if, they, if they're just figuring out ways to take tried. our money. Yeah, if they just figure out ways to take our money, then we're they're, they're, we're gonna run out. But if they figure out ways to make us like uh, rich and everything else along those lines, then we can like have more money to spend on shit. So come yeah, on, well, Amazon, uh, the, the get with Chinese, the program. <laughs> the Chinese manufactured virus. Mm. Um, also, the the, tri- the Chinese <laughs> no, communist no. regime installed Andrew Yang in our political system to mm. try and convert. The American populace to the communist way of life. No, right. I'm obviously joking. Um, <laughs> well, the, the Chinese uh, part, uh, the Chinese part with the fucking COVID, it's going to like Spotify is going to be like, wait a minute. Wait this a minute. Like, yeah. False information. Flag. How dare yeah. you? Misleading. Do you guys think like, okay, so with, with our podcast, we're all on our platforms. You know the uh the, the daily archetype and the my way podcast. We're all on all platforms for podcasts. If, yeah. if you imagine like the things that we say, and then we publish <laughs> it, right? 
we publish it and then Spotify and stuff have these algorithms that just be like, wait a minute, they, they're, talking sex about, robots. <laughs> they're talking about hoes and samurais getting stabs in the face, you know, it's just like, and then they fucking flag you right away and they remove that. And like, it's scary fucking times mm. at the same time, you know what I mean? Like, we want to, uh, to advance ourselves and our society, especially like human beings, mm, I think like you know, like yeah, like we we are we have the International Space Station. We we just like I I forgot what happened. Like they they discover something uh, not too long ago, like different planets and stuff like that. But we can't fucking figure out you know how to like count the election and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. so I feel like we can I feel figure like- out if Pluto is a planet or not, but. <laughs> Figure out who voted for Biden or Trump. Fuck that. It's never going to happen. I mean, I, I mean, like there was pictures not too long ago that popped up um, of Saturn. They took like a, a beautiful picture of Saturn and the rings and stuff like that. It's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. And there's but like there's water on the moons of, of Jupiter, I think. or, or one of the, one Water? Of the Is it water? They uh, found water on the moon. They found of water moon. on our frozen water on our moon. And there's like oceans on the moons of Jupiter. Yeah, that's I true it's too. Jupiter or another planet? But I'm pretty sure it's Jupiter. I, well, well, I think, a bunch, which, of, a bunch of the moons out there, the uh, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune all have bunch of moons uh, yeah. that have water. The big ones are Europa. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. That's the one. Enceladus. Enceladus is my favorite. Yeah, my favorite moon to go to. Uh, no, oh like yeah, one, it's a little bitty baby. That's one of yeah, Saturn's moons. Oh, it's like it's like the the tiny planet that that Rick and Morty went to. It's like a seventh of the size of the moon or something. That's oh, it's a baby. The right figure, but it's a <laughs> tiny little bitch. But it has more wa- more water inside of it than the entire Earth. You guys what? think there's there's animals yes. on there, like creatures and fucking. Something alive, something, something mm. swimming around in there, probably. Uh, uh, mm. Europa, it's just a water ball. Ganymede and Titan, um, to a lesser extent, Ceres and Pluto. Um, these are this all, is places, all our solar system. This, these are all places in our solar system that have large, large bodies of liquid water with complex chemistries. Mm-hmm. Uh, complex hydrocarbon chains, the building blocks of life coming together. Mm. Um, no, these these are all these are all fantastic places that we need to go explore. You know, yeah. at some point, but that requires yeah. multi-decadal long commitments. From uh, let's tie this back to politics real quick. Yes, please. Because because this requires multi-decadal long commitments if we're going to mm-hmm. go to. The outer solar system. I don't know. After I, we build the whole ass fucking spaceship, it's still going to take like fucking ten years to get there. So you know, I really believe the that term. the the, the real really about the long. real space travel that that will need to happen one day. It's going to be because we're going to develop some type of uh, hyperspace where we can basically teleport anywhere and that's that's just going to have to happen because if we're depending on traveling at the speed of matter under the speed of light mm, it's just so many obstacles that we we can't overcome so you, we've got to kind of go to the next step which is something along the lines of of hyperspace which i don't know if that's going to be a portal gun or some kind of a, a <laughs> vessel that will be able to uh uh and then it, and it's all fits within the modern understanding of physics that 
we're all kind of everywhere at the same time, a wave that is here mm-hmm. at the same time as being at the other side of the galaxy is still the same wave. So it's just a matter of being at whatever point in the wave because you're, you're already kind of there and you just need to kind of make that happen with your matter and the consciousness is everywhere too. So it needs to happen. But because otherwise, if we figure out how to like go with the speed of light, which like you were saying, general was like a multi-decade thing. That's cool. And I don't know, maybe that's like a step in that direction. But the, the ne- but I mean, at least within the next uh, centuries or millennia, we've got to make it a, a teleportation thing and not just a, a, a warp drive, but a hyperspace thing, because then we can uh, get just about anywhere. But and, and I think before we do that, there's got to be uh, at least some kind of traveling of consciousness first, which would mean like first you travel your uh, seeing capabilities and then you travel the, the bodies there. But yeah, some that, kind of augmented presence at the mm, speed of light that doesn't have to. Well, no, I see. That's what I'm saying. Not even the speed of light, just instantaneous uh, because if you're if you're bound the by the subspace or quantum or something i mean you're yeah, yeah, yeah very it, much getting theoretical yeah it's it's theoretical but because if we're bound by the laws of space it's just too restrictive and we won't be able to make it to alpha centauri even on time and if we do we probably won't have enough uh sustainable things there to to make it worth the trip so mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I did like go back to like <laughs> yeah. go back to like Star Trek. The, yeah, in, yeah. The, in the beginning, so Star Trek they had the beginning. It's called Enterprise. So Enterprise is pretty mm. much the beginning of the whole Star Trek series. It's pretty much before Kirk and all that stuff. Right. And they had an episode where they tried teleportation or not mm. teleportation. Um, they used the, the trans the transport thing, and one of the guy got lost in the process of it. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? So he got stuck, and they were trying to figure out how to get him to pretty much put his particles back together his his subatomic i think part particles back together because he was stuck in this zone um there was one episode where um where spock and a cat teleport uh, transport and they mm. mix their consciousness to spock's um, pretty much conscious went to the cat and then the wow. cat went to spock and so it's like that's that's what they worry about i mean the thing that would kind of be concerned about i mean what if you you transport and then all of a sudden you your fucking dick dick's gone you know it's like where's my dick (laughs) yeah but i don't know that that, that's staying uh constrained in the theories of matter behaving a certain way that we've always thought that it's going to behave but once that we can say matter doesn't necessarily need to behave that way we can just say it's here and then it's there just like i'm here and you're there at the same time we can also say well i'm here and i'm there what? Can you imagine like that we can like we have that here, like we figure it out and it's like, you know what, I need to go to work. Where do you work at? I work in Maine, you know, yeah. just in here in California. It's just like yeah. I gotta go to work this time and <clears throat> that's gonna be interesting. You know, it's gonna be interesting. Well, I work on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. Yeah, I'll be right back. I gotta go like mine some more uh crystals off the moon. It's like my day job. Bye. Helium three, sir, if you're gonna do a sci-fi trope reference. That's what they would be mining on the moon. Sorry, I mean helium three guys. Helium the three, which is a potential fuel for nuclear reactors, which we have not yet learned how to use properly, but mm. we will, and it will be 
awesome. It'll be awesome. Nuclear and everybody will talk like this when we're breathing helium three because of the nuclear reactor meltdown. <laughs> little like uh, I think it was like nuclear. Uh, Phil talks about it a lot. Mm. Um, where it it's it is it cheaper? It's going to be cheaper energy, but at the same time, it's going to be like like why can't we figure it out? It's because, because they like, always leak and nobody wants to work are, around. No, because people are because pe- no, it's 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 even Politics. worse than that. It's even worse than that because it's a social thing. It's the same mm. reason that people don't vaccinate their kids or don't believe in climate change or any of that. It's kind of like there is a barrier to understanding the fundamental principles to where like if you don't if if you don't understand the fundamental like germ theory of disease for example, and somebody is trying to inoculate you against a deadly disease, they're like, yes, well, we're going to take this little needle uh, full of a dead disease and we're going to put the dead disease in your body and then your body is going to be able to recognize it to be able to fight it um, so that you don't get that disease. Unless people have like a at least a very basic understanding of the germ theory of disease, that's going to sound like a horrible um, almost kind of like barbaric level, like, oh my God, that's like, that's mad scientist shit. What, what are you trying to do? Um, with, with nuclear power in particular, and I, I would really like to defer to Phil on almost anything when I start talking about nuclear power, but the, the things that are permeating our culture on this issue of ne- nuclear power it, are on par from from an anti-science propaganda perspective, the anti-nuclear rhetoric is on par with anti-vaccine and anti-GMO rhetoric. It's the same level of scientific ignorance blasted out as being morally righteous. And also they have a very short pamphlet of very short things like, oh, you know, like, oh, the the the, the places leak or whatever. And then that's meant to just kind of brush away all of the other benefits. Um, like the fact that nuclear is our only real sustainable carbon free source of energy production that we have. And if we're looking at death tolls numbers alone, it's the safest means of power generation that we have that's safer than solar and nuclear and everything else not not even looking at the fossil fuel based energy production methods of which we have several which are all very dangerous professions to work in but like solar mm-hmm. and wind are also extremely dangerous environments to be working in um so, so you know it, the 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 whole nuclear issue I, this is going to be it, i think central to the next couple election cycles is getting us the fuck off of fossil fuels and getting us to like modern 21st century um, nuclear power generation sites in the U.S. and kind well, of. Well, if you ask that. Joe Biden in Pennsylvania, then he's all for fossil fuels. But outside of Pennsylvania, he's going to end them. Mm. I'm not planning. <laughs> I, I'm not. I, I'm not counting on Biden to advance any type of serious. Anything uh, energy policy? Mm, he's just gonna take, he's just gonna do some bullshit that he can be scapegoated for. Like that was all Biden's fault, mm. and then he's gonna resign as we figure out that he won illegally. <laughs> yeah, or or if he did put forth a genuinely progressive energy policy, there are 
there are droves of people on the left who will say, oh, no, um, <clears throat> evil Monsanto, something, something butterflies. And uh, I don't I don't know. That's you can't know. Nuclear power is the worst. Fukushima poison fish. It's all the same kind of tabloidy scaremongery bullshit. Yeah, that, I think it's like permeates. with I think yeah, what Phil said perfectly is that it's more cheaper. Um, not cheaper. I'm not. I'm not saying that, but it lasts a little longer, and mm. it's gonna. It's gonna. Our energy bill is gonna be more cheaper, and pollution will be less, and stuff zero. like that. And yeah, yeah. It's zero with nuclear. You have no waste. To, I mean, yeah, virtually no waste at all. Well, and nobody's talking about it and, at and, all. And if if we're having trouble with labor, uh, just have the used like robot sex children work there. <laughs> There you go. I mean, like, send the, robots. The send the robots, right? Yeah, send the robots to do it. Especially like the the recycled uh, used sex robots after like the, the pedos use, are like, you know yeah, what? After Being a pedal wasn't that great. I just wanted to do it because it was forbidden. But now that I can do it with sex robot children, eh? Ad- adults are probably better at this, and then and then they'll Jesus trade up for Christ. like adult sex robots, and then the sex robot children can go work at the nuclear power plants, and they'll do great. <laughs> there you until go. They have, until like, they it, have until they have an emotional meltdown, all nice, <laughs> nice back and a nice big bow. Mm-hmm. We're gonna take our used, dirty sex robot <laughs> children. Yeah. Not even We're to just... clean them. Oh, guys, should we clean them and reuse? Them? No, just, no, just send them to the just send them to the reactor. Yeah, that's like fuel. Maybe we'll we'll scrape off some of that stuff and put it in the fuel. Oh my god! (laughs) I love. I love. Can I just say that, like, uh, you know, Mindwave after shows often get this bad. Uh, I'm just robot sex babies. I'm 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 comforted and humbled by the fact that uh, these types of conversations also happen on other shows and I'm not alone and how fucked up. We're just doing it for you because you're here. Well, if, if you weren't if you weren't here, yeah. we'd be like, well, you know, the debt and the deficit and Venezuela's GDP. Our conversation, Isaac, our conversation can go on fucking forever. And we've done this before on fucking mm-hmm. the days where we went for three fucking hours, almost oh, yeah. four hours. We can like, go more. We just might need some, some breaks for like... <laughs> So uh it's just like with 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 uh um fucking Isaac and your stupid ass fucking sex kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's genius. It's so much pedophilia. You can okay take it in a take it in a, a step further. Start you put him you put him on uh Epstein's sex island and then you say, you know what, Bill Clinton and whoever else that wants to go there, just go do it with the sex robots and and don't involve any like like it can end uh, child sex trafficking. Maybe not regular sex trafficking, but at least child sex trafficking can get ended because nobody will want the 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 human sex children when you can go to Epstein's Island and just do it with sex robot children. There you go. Problem solved. We're just solving problems here. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, I'm. Uh, I am uh, at this point. I. I am glad this is not my show. <laughs> what? I would, we just. I would, we just saw child say, sex trafficking. No, I, Come I, on. Well, yeah. No. I. Because I. Those, those I, are big problems I, that, that I need to get you, solved. And I'd still. I'd still be thrilled to have this audio to put out on Mindwave. But oh my god. You can. You can send the link. Jeez. We'll just send you the link. 
to it, but I did introduction for Thal, so that's something you can you can like kind of. No, no, no. That. I mean, like, yeah, you don't need to do that, but you can like share it on your own platform. And be like, hey, if you want to learn about how to solve uh, child sef- tra- sex trafficking, and you want to learn and how pollution. To, and, and and pollution <laughs> and pedophilia and. Uh, and make sure all our elections are fair, fair and honest. Well, tune in to the foul. Uh, fucking nuclear powered child sex robots. There we go. No, it's, it's sex power, sex child powered nuclear child, power plants that child, power everything else. Gosh, child sex robot powered nuclear yes. power plants for, yes. for, for we all have the world. We all have to oh like fucking release our deepest, darkest kind of disgusting part of ourselves eventually and, and, and this is tied to the wisdom no it's world. brilliant we're, we're, we're so like all the world's biggest problem bitches you guys <laughs> invited jenner i have no idea why i i did put a, a link there in the private chats there kids um mm, okay. of the of, of our first theater piece which i really okay. hope that you both will listen to with so headphones much full immersion experience this production because this is okay, okay. literally along the lines of so much what we're talking about um the entire the entire conversation here it, we've we've been kind of talking about getting at this kind of thing and this is me getting a, into the realm of art and doing this in the art and theater realm so i really think we are the world can you imagine like fucking the future human people fucking digging up podcasts and they're like what is this see they Why thought of this? sex robot power power plants before we did we could have been doing that a hundred years ago if we listened to the foul oh my god we're gonna be like oh hell isaac okay. oh. <laughs> i'll die like some kind of like regular loser but then some some it's almost like like a uh, carl jung only got really popular and famous toward the end of his life and after especially he died. after he died yeah. like, like nietzsche and so many others uh, I'll be the same way. People just be like, oh, whatever that guy. I don't even like his podcast. But at some point in the future, they're going to find this. And they're going to be like, sex robot children powered power plants. <laughs> yes. Why didn't we think of this 100 years ago? We would have world peace. Uh, we used to just throw them in the garbage. But, yeah. you know, because we didn't want to clean them because, ew. ew. I just think I touched one of Morty's loads. Gross. Ew. <laughs> No, that's different. That's the adult. That's the adult Ooh. sex robot for children, not the child robot for pedo adults. Child sex robot for oh my god! But we can use both in the power plans. <laughs> Just, do, do we want to get into animal sex robots? No, that's is, that, is that a domain we're going to breach into? Mm, yeah, the giraffe. Jesus. <laughs> the giraffe that got sick on Unity. <laughs> For the VR, yeah, for the fucking VR. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, the, the, the yeah. VR and the, the holographic simulations. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to fucking fuck a porcupine, by all means, motherfucker, mm. go in that VR. Sounds it's tempting. Like- but, well, I guess oh. you could do. You could do. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Thank you, Jennifer, for bringing that up. There are people that want to like get married and have uh and like like put cream pie all the all the animals so. Now they can do they can they can do it with with the robot version. So we're solving more problems, and because they're and because they're like sentient, we can potentially put them to work at the nuclear power plants too. 
And we can power them by, by nuclear <laughs> mini reactors. <laughs> the fucking Because because Boone, you said porcupine. Did you did, are are you aware of the cosmic porcupine thing? No. <laughs> what? Bring oh us up God. to date on the cosmic porcupine <laughs> sex robot. I, I don't I as well, if I was running <laughs> if I was running the Zencaster thing, I would I would have that queued up. But I did a Carl Sagan <laughs> thing. Oh um, he, in, he had a porcupine in, sex robot thing. Well, it's in doing this extremely dark story um, mm. that was very hard to get through. I did this whole it to the original Cosmos music in my Carl Sagan voice. I was like, this story, <laughs> this gross, fucked up, twisted story has been like making hot, sweet love to the most voracious of rabid porcupines. Oh, yeah. Robot <laughs> sex porcupines. It's like fucking this gross, hot porcupine with its sticky pussy and mm. yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> not, he, not not that great you can have three porcupines <laughs> ugly yeah, one a beautiful sexual one and, and a just right not too uh, not too ugly one the yeah, right. porcupine. rapid rapid hashtag rapid sex porcupine robots uh, that that's a way that that's a way of describing these types of conversations that we want to have. Yeah, porcupine sex are, robot, nuclear powered power, the nuclear power plant, nuclear powered porcupine sex robot that powers the nuclear power plant that powers the world. Yes, uh, <laughs> and also there are uh, child sex bots there. We've, we've yeah seen. yeah and, and adult <laughs> ones that used to be married to children. <laughs> Maybe they weren't married, and what no, whatever were, whatever the child's into, they need to follow their heart. <laughs> or their or their genitals. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, guys. That is a wonderful place to call it. <laughs> just, call the conversation back to the hostess here, so we can close out this. <laughs> Some, somebody's getting excited. Needs a break. Really great. <laughs> so I hope you guys really enjoyed this conversation with <laughs> yeah. us. Mm. You can check out Isaac Miller uh, from the Daily Archive, oh. which I'm going to link down below. Mm. You can check out the Mindway podcast with Jenner down below which i can link as well and you can check out their stuff because we all do similar things but uh for some reason they like to uh you know book high the fucking foul universe with their fucking creamy babies only only when you get us drunk jeez (laughs) uh would you what what was it under normal conversation would you fuck would you fuck baby hitler to death (laughs) oh universe for a million dollars or something or what uh call (laughs) in and share your answer kids would you well that that's that's the ethical dilemma of you shouldn't you shouldn't like uh, fuck baby Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you shouldn't. You definitely, you definitely shouldn't fuck babies, and you shouldn't be a Nazi. But would you fuck baby Hitler to save the world? Like if, if you're gonna fuck baby yeah. Hitler to death, yeah. yeah. And this is with with one time time travel that you should travel back in time and fuck baby Hitler to death. You so only that, get one chance, and you have to use your dick. You have to use your dick to kill the baby. You can't strangle the baby. You have to use your dick. That's the challenge. That's the ultimate time travel challenge. That's why. That's why thousands have tried, have gone back in time to try to kill Hitler, and they, they can't. They can't, they can't get it up enough. They, yeah, they can't fuck baby baby Hitler to death. He's yeah, just, yeah, we got to give them more Viagra as they go back. He's too loose. Ew, we don't need sound effects, bro. I really hope you guys enjoyed this conversation between three of us. They're intoxicated with beer. I'm intoxicated with fucking marijuana. As usual, that's my drug of choice. And I really hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. And please check out all our stuff. Please don't call Child Protective Services on me. (laughs) 
jokes, people. Jokes. Jokes. Called comedy. Comedy. Hello. Very sexy seven man saying, hello, these are jokes, people. We are not serious now. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as always, guys, stay far out. Bye. Stay archetypal. <laughs> Bringing complex ideas down to earth. Based on their value, night group identity. This is the Daily Archetype.